Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned it with that old man. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. My G's still pumping. Hold on the coach. You know that my dojo coach, the game over, soldier. I'm cool. Be on the sofa. You are listening live. Good Of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, March 14th, 2018. I am your host, Travis Bryant. And uh, with me, per usual, uh, co host extraordinaire, Cameron Hawkins. Uh, Cam, what's uh, going on? What's going on? Not too much. Not too much. Enjoying your uh, early early days of your vacation, spring break. Yeah, it's it's been good so far. It has been. uh, So yesterday you went and saw a bunch of movies. I saw. Did I I see that right? I saw Wrinkle in Time Monday. I saw Thoroughbreds yesterday. What's thoroughbreds? Um, I'm not going to talk about it right now. We'll talk about it here in the next day or two, I'm sure. But basically, it's like a um. I want to know what it's about. Kind of a thriller. Yeah, kind of a thriller about um a high school girl um and her friend who want to enlist a burnout's help in killing her stepdad. Um, but it's way deeper than that. Like it's, I don't know if it's. It's kind of a dark, dark, dark comedy, but it's really a thriller. It's really good. That sounds hilarious. Yeah, yeah, right? That will do. And, yeah, there's horse uh, euthanasia, all kinds of stuff. It's it's cool. <laughs> Quick uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle on a wrinkle in time. Thumbs in the middle. Um, oh. They gave it a six. I gave it a seven. Um, it is... A, a cool-looking movie that doesn't capitalize on a lot of the things it presents. Um, and there's, there is a standout performance, but you kind of forget, like, Oprah's not the best actress, you know? And, like, Oprah's not the best actress, and it's a movie starring kids, and kids aren't always the best actors. Um, yeah. And there's one kid that's great, but it, it, left, it left a lot to be desired. Um, it was kind of a cool. What about the lead, Ava? Ava du- du- Duvernay. Uh, Ava Duvernay as a director. I mean, I think she was fine. I just think. Oh, oh I thought that was. Who's the little girl? I thought that was Ava du- something. I don't know the little girl's name. She was a kid. Her the kid who plays her brother is fantastic. It's like a younger kid who's basically like a real proper kid genius. Um, he's really good. And there was some really like scary things about that movie, but um. Uh, all in all, it was, it was fine. It was, it was a, a, a perfectly above-average movie. Yeah, I've been hearing uh, it's either, like, from 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 guys, you know, my and our age, it's like, oh, no, it was good, middle of the road, you know, good to average to good. And then I don't think I've heard a woman say it's – I think they've all said it was great to good or good to great. So I don't know if it's like a – you know, gender thing, maybe uh, because they're, you know, you've seen a ton of, you know, fantasy and uh, uh, genre type stuff in your 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, st- I'm I, I still want to see it, um, just for reasons. But yeah, so cool. Uh, good to, good to hear you having a, a good spring break so far. Let's go ahead and uh, give out all the pertinent information if you want to get in on this, uh, on the conversation uh, tonight. We certainly got a decent amount of subjects and topics to talk about. Uh, so give us a call. Hit up the Constellation line. Call us at three four seven. 202-0103. Once again, that's 347-202-0103. If you can't call us, you can always shoot us an email uh, anytime uh, during uh, the week, anytime during the show. The mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. We've got a nice amount of emails uh, this week. Good amount of VIP, good amount of non-VIP. We've got uh, a returning a returning uh, music submission. We'll get to that in a little bit. Listen to listen to a new track from a from a fan of the show. And uh, yeah, so hit us up on the email tip: uh, East Coast Audio Show at Gmail dot com. Once again, that's East Coast Audio Show at Gmail. Dot com. Send your questions, comments, uh, thoughts, rants, anything you want. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. And Twitter is another way to get at us. You can find the show at, uh, at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E. Hawk. Um, okay, I, I, there was a poll this week, right? I know I said. Oh, oh yeah. I'm I'm just looking um, on my track cam. Find it. Yeah. If you um, the easiest way to find it, go hashtag TTT goat. That's the fastest way to get to it. Oh, right, because I would just usually click on, you know, your profile and scroll down a few, but I don't and have it be up there. an entire show yeah. to scroll through 800 tweets and retweets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that in a bit. And the last bastion of Get Adage, you can find us on Facebook, on the Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash Cast. We do have uh we did have two new likes this week. And um yeah, see Facebook be fucking up on the laptop. Uh, on the you know, the, the the desktop version. Like if I go to my Yeah, we had two two new likes this week. One's from Craig and I don't understand I you know, I have I don't get that. <laughs> it's like where you been, Craig? All this time. Uh, Craig, like I just opened a Facebook page yesterday. What you talking about? Um, but on my mobile, it'll go it'll it'll go right to it. And it's just so weird. New likes. Yeah. Yeah, it skips Cecil. So Craig and Cecil g- Gabaldon. Thanks, Cecil, from New Mexico. Appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks, Cecil. Cecil's got the... Uh, Cecil's got the um, what's his name uh, DIY 
Gargano and Ciampa. He's got the Ciampa beard, <laughs> with even with the uh, with the with the gray sprinkled in. So, thanks, Cecil, for the like. Uh, check out the page again: Facebook.com/slash/PWTorch, or just search uh, East Coast Cast or PW Torch, and you'll see the uh, family of of uh, Torch pages and uh, go like ours. Uh, share it on your timeline. Tag your wrestling pals in it. Spread the word. To uh, do all that good stuff. Man, Cecil's cover, your cover photo, Cecil, is awesome. Brown is beautiful. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, Cam, headlines, poll results. What's uh, What we got this week? Yeah, I think, I think we should probably uh, – it's a good time to start with a few headlines, I think. Um, you know, AJ Styles retains the WWE Championship. So it is AJ Nakamura one-on-one at WrestleMania. Um John Cena is challenging The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Um, Oscar made it clear she's challenging Charlotte at WrestleMania. Um, that might be one of those might be a good place to start. Um, or we can just go with this fiasco that is the Universal Championship match between Lesnar and Reigns. Or um, we can talk about, if, if we're talking about news, we can talk about the, uh, the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. And uh, kind of the, the immediate fallout from that, um, which I think is in maybe the most interesting yeah. story of the week. There's a lot. It really, it really is for 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 so many reasons. I mean, wrestling fans. I think we are we are some of the most interesting and unique fan bases. I'm I'm I mean, for for good and bad. I mean, just just unique, or I should say, not good or bad, but just flat out just. For, for uniqueness and for just you can never figure I mean for a lot of things you can but for a lot of other things you just go hey what what, what do you think the majority of wrestling fans would think of this well, and I guess that's probably good it goes for everything but man wrestling fans can be all over, surprisingly all over the map uh, with some things and you would you uh, yeah and, and we'll we'll get into that and I'll explain why why I think that when we get into that story um, but uh, unless you want to, yeah, jump right into it, Cam. If that's if that's your, I mean, hey, headline. What's the best way to go about it? Um, people were like faster than I've ever seen. Um, you know, people kind of came out in full force against WWE's celebration of the fabulous move. Um, and you know, if, if you listen to any any kind of analysis of, of somebody like, you know, a Bruce Mitchell who's been doing this for 30 years, um, you know all about Fabulous Moolah essentially being warlord, landlord, and pimp for <laughs> women's wrestlers for, you know, a, a long period of time. Um, if you wanted to wrestle as a woman in the United States, typically, yeah, like you had to, like she was basically like, uh, like gangs are now if you want to rap. Like, you have to clear, you know, if you're a rapper and you go out to L.A. and you want to do a performance, depending on your subject matter, you might have to get a pass from this sector. The local, uh, this sector the local hoodlums. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, no, seriously, like, yeah. that is no, totally no, thing. I got it. And, um, you know, that's kind of what Fabulous Moolah was. Like, if you wanted to wrestle, you have to clear it through her. Um, there's stories of her you know, keeping, you know, tens of dozens of women, you know, in her house, keeping them drugged up, um, you know, 
letting them out, um, you know, over a period of time. Like, this is all well-documented stuff. Now, I think I, 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 would, I didn't understand. I didn't realize how in their pocket she was. Yeah. You know, it's like they couldn't, they couldn't move. not on top of, like, on top of, like, oh, well, if you get booked here, I'm taking my 25, 30% cut. It's, oh, no, 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 no. You also live in my property, so I'm going to need that rent. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to need that light, the, the, the utility bills. I'm going to need this. I'm going to need, oh, you like cocaine? Well, I got, I'm your Coke plug, too. So it's like, fuck. No, like, she, yeah, like, was a real life yeah, but, scumbag. Uh, she had the second 360. There was slavery and then fabulous Hoover. She had the second 360 deal. <laughs> I, it, it's crazy. And I, I think what I don't give people credit money, for, um, yeah, because I was immediately like, look, like, where's this energy with Ultimate Warrior? Where's yeah. this energy with Vince McMahon? Like, and I get that it's different, but it ain't that different. Like, there's – I think I kind of did everybody a disservice by not realizing people are of a certain age. And when when Fabulous Moolah was America's favorite grandma, that was 15 years ago. So I would have been 17 years old, and we were still using Ask Jeeves and not Google. Like, I, I get that the dissemination, the dissemination of information is just different now. And so I'm not faulting anybody for – coming out against this, my thing is, yeah. you have the information in front of you, I need that energy when they're giving out Warrior Awards. Like, this this is, and and, I, and it's funny because, and this isn't like a shot at you, Travis, but I'm tiptoeing so that I don't do a trap. Like, because I don't want to like, I, I don't want to yell at people for having a difference of opinion than me on a subject that I also feel strongly about. Like, I'm trying to rein in how I feel. My thing is just people won't turn on Vince McMahon because if you turn on Vince McMahon, then you don't have your wrestling. Yeah. But you can come out strongly against the fabulous Moolah because that's just, at this point, a match on a card that you can easily rename and won't do anything to interrupt your wrestling. You know? Like Is there is there, is there a like, is there a touch of uh misogyny there too? I mean, she's a woman. It's easy yeah. to is there a touch yell and go, Ah, she's a bitch and a cunt and I hope she burns in hell like in that, that one say, message board. This, this is what we say. We say, Wow, it's amazing how far Trish Stratus came as uh, valet to be maybe depending on who you ask the greatest Literally, wrestler of all time. Literally, it's an ass valet. Yeah, and people don't say how oh, it's a great thing that you um, that you made it past your horrible boss having you bark like a dog in the ring. They reference yeah. that she barked like a dog in the ring, but they don't reference that Vince McMahon had What's her on all fours. They don't reference that Vince in her bra and panties. Godfather. Yeah, and a brown bandage. And a reference that the Godfather, you know, had prostitutes and was cheered as a face. Like, nobody talks about that with disdain. They don't talk about Vincent Mann writing a storyline about Melina accusing Batista of rape. 
wife. Or the storyline he wanted to do where Shane and Stephanie were in some kind of sexual relationship, incestual yeah, like sexual you relationship. We, we ignore all that, but have a problem like, I think my problem is it's clear that his mindset, not just Vince McMahon, like this isn't me just coming down on one person because one thing that I said was, no, a lot of promoters didn't do anything like the Fabulous Moolah did. They also didn't have a monopoly on talent like Fabulous Moolah did. So I don't put it past them that they would have done the same thing. They Just Just because they had the opportunity doesn't mean, yeah, they wouldn't have. Exactly, exactly. So – like my thing is like, but did they did male promoters keep their wrestlers on certain drugs? Of course. Like people was getting steroids through their boss, even if he wasn't dropping off the the suitcase. You know what I mean? Like, was were bosses encouraging recreational drug use? Yeah, until it got out of hand. Like, I I, I understand that there are damning things. I'm certainly not sticking up for a fabulous move. She's a terrible person, and if we knew how terrible she was before she was presented as our legendary grandma, it would be different. But I, I just think that we but need to be to... fair. To, well, to be fair to that, you know, she was wrestling's grandma. You know, in, in, the, in the, the end of the Attitude Era, a lot of that came because of Mae Young. Like I think if it was Moolah by herself. It'd be like, yeah, I remember her from when I was yeah. like six. She wrestled in a, in a weird bathing suit thing and, you know, and the, the weird eyebrows. It was Moolah that had the personality. It was Moolah that was 70, 80 years old taking those bumps. It was Moolah that was, you know, grabbing dicks on camera and having sex with Mark Henry and stuff. So she was the personality. She was, Moolah literally just stood next to her for the next 15 years and held and held her hand, and they walked, they, you know, and they, they were always together. It was Mae Young and Moolah. Mae Young and Moolah. Nobody ever, it was, but it was always may young i think uh, uh as the as the dominant personality and of that duo in the last 15 20 years yep. so so really it's her again <laughs> using another woman to to get and stay over yeah look, look, i mean look it's just her. like oh yeah it's a, <laughs> a pattern <laughs> Nice. Like here she is, seventy-eight yeah. years old, still doing, still playing that yeah. same. You know, let me stay as close to the money as possible. I mean, you know, May Young wasn't exactly, you know, drawing in. You know, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and I again, I, I applaud wrestling fans for how staunchly they come out against this, but keep that same energy because yeah. a lot of y'all didn't have this energy with anybody else before. And you need to have that same energy with people after because she ain't the only terrible person. And let's let let's try to find some consistency with this. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, but because... even as as much power as she did have in her most, you know, uh, uh, dominant over over the North American women scene. Uh, and speaking of Devil Smackdowns on in the background, there she is. Um, she still worked for somebody. That allowed, yeah. and, and they let her carry on that way. They they probably saw it as she keeps them in line. She showed that they show up to the building, they're ready to work. Then you know she can do what she wants. You know it's like uh, it's like it's like um, you know a, a, a going back to like the gangsters hoodlum stuff. It's like if you're the big boss, you know it's going to the first two episodes of Black Lightning. If you're whale and What's his face? 
uh, I don't remember his name, but the, the two-bit, not two-bit, but he was like the leader, the tough guy, wore the velour suit, you know, told told the black lightning, you know, hey, you, you teach him how, you teach him, I teach him how. You know, you can you can let him run roughshod, and you don't care as long as he's bringing in your money, he's moving that product, but as soon as he, you know, does something egregious to the bigger to the bigger picture, that's when you step in. As long as Moolah wasn't doing anything that was, you know, there was no Internet, or at least like it is now, there was no, if, if this, if the Internet existed like it did now in 2001, I don't think her and Mae Young ever become that, you know, wrestling's grand grandma, you know, and grand, great great aunt kind of characters that they had. Because people would go, wait a second, these, these women beat up guys and stole, the, you know, beat up married, <laughs> married men and stole their money. And, you know, move this thing with the women that we just talked about. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. But it's like you said, like, there are a lot of men in charge who are complicit in what she did. And, yeah, just yeah. just keep that same energy for the people who are getting that cheap labor. Like, just keep that same energy when their name comes up um, and we won't have a problem. But if this is the last person we see get this type of attention as far as somebody you don't want something to be named after, like, be be mad about the Warrior Award, and let's start there. Well, let's go from there. Um, you know, and we can, we'll see. Now to bring it back to to wrestling, to the in ring stuff, I I don't like that. Now the like the the women now just everything that there's a man's version of, there's got to be a woman version of. Like, why is it necessary to have a friggin' Battle Royal at WrestleMania, at, along with an Andre Battle Royal, For, which which has has it even been on the main show since the you know I think the one Baron Corbin one probably was I think we we saw that live maybe yeah. not I know the Star one the first the, in the yeah. in the Big Show one. They they were on the main show, but at this point it's just uh it's that you know get everybody on the show match, and now it's like now they have one for the women. And my whole thing is it shouldn't be that way. If if you don't make WrestleMania, work harder and try to make WrestleMania the next year. Like it's it's not a, a, a you don't have a right to be on 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 WrestleMania. Uh, so I just don't no. like the I, I don't like the idea of having these inconsequential matches just to get everybody on the card. And, and, and so your family who's in, in attendance can say, hey, my, my, my son or my dad or whatever was on was on WrestleMania and I got to see him. It's, even if it's the pre-show and, you know, three hours before the main card even show starts. Uh, yeah. So, so that part of it, beyond the moolah aspect, do they need a friggin' women's battle royal at WrestleMania? No. I think it's a fallacy that equality means everybody needs the same thing. I think that you do women in WWE. Yeah, you do women in WWE a disservice by saying let's give them the exact same matches that the men have. You should be working to make things unique for that part of the roster and doing something innovative that people aspire to. Like them just having the same things. It's not. It's not innovative. That's not creative. That's not building up women. Like because you don't. You don't give them the same airtime. <laughs> they don't, you know, like it's 
They like you right. giving them the same match and not creating the same environment. Like they should come up with something unique for them. Um, you know, I do think it is a way for and WWE's more about getting everybody involved in the show. But yeah, they could come up with something a bit more interesting than that. But yeah, it's it's I mean I, I think I don't think they have to come up with anything. They could just not have a seven hour show and leave, you know, those twenty women off the show because they didn't make WrestleMania. Yeah. That's what happens. I hear you. Uh, Marty texted me and said, how dare you besmirch Stephanie's efforts to empower WWE women? <laughs> and for some reason, he oh, put hashtag garbage, hashtag me too. So, he, yeah, he had a good text, and then he ruined it at the end. And then he ruined he, it. <laughs> he ruined yeah. it. Um, all right. So, all right, all right, cool. Let's, uh, this poll we got up, it's uh, it's it's different that it doesn't end until WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, it's um. But you can. It's this is your your baby, your pet project. Go ahead and uh, and and set yeah, it up. So to make to make folks. a really long story short, um, I went to a screening and panel on uh, on Saturday night for South by Southwest, um, and. One of the directors and writers is somebody that um, I actually worked with previously, and we talked for a while, and they said some cool things about some stuff I did, so it kind of got the creative juices flowing. Kind of took a day to decide on a project to work on, and having the week off basically came up with a March Madness-style 64-team tournament to determine the greatest tag team of all time. Um I had 16 teams from WWF, WWE, 16 from NWA, WCW, 16 from AWA in Mid-South, and then 16 from ROH, TNA, and International. And, uh, yeah, basically from those four groups, uh, ranked teams 1 through 16, uh, literally downloaded the Dice app on my phone (laughs) and rolled the dice after I sat all the one seed and just, uh, yeah, put a bunch of teams in a bracket, created a Twitter poll for it, and it's been off and running for a little over a day. Each poll is sitting at about 100 votes, and that'll end Friday night. Um, it coincides with oh, it's not going the actual schedule. No, 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 no. This is the thing. The rounds actually coincide with the actual uh, dates of the NCAA tournament. So it does go until sure. WrestleMania. Like round one is going to end Friday night. And then I'll take the winners from that and we'll have the second round. So, yeah, it'll end um, basically the day after WrestleMania is when okay. uh, the finals will be. And so, yeah. We'll have now, a- our Wednesday have show answer. after WrestleMania, is this going to be – we're going to do the final, you know, that's going to be the poll, or we'll, I mean, because there's going to be stuff happening, sure. obviously, at WrestleMania this will be, and Fallout for Yeah, this will be ended, and so everybody, please, like, follow along. If you follow Trav and I on Twitter, you'll see it. That'll be a talking point, but I'm sure it's going to take the back seat to uh, the the happenings um, and right. goings on and results of WrestleMania. But it'll be it'll be a nice little uh, little dessert at the end of WrestleMania. Right, like the poll that goes. What, what were your immediate? What was your immediate reaction when 
John Cena body slammed Undertaker, and he broke into several pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely got to be. And he exploded into uh, he exploded into tiny bits of metamucil. It'll be sad. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Uh, chat room is open, by the way. Go join uh, Mike from Grand Rapids over there. Talk to him. Let's uh, open things up. Wait. We did the poll. We did. Yeah. Let's open things up to some callers. 347-202-0103 is the number to call us. Let's, um, let's start in Newark and talk to Kyle. Uh, Kylan, what's happening, what man? Not much, Travis. How are you and Sam doing this week? Doing all right? I'm doing well, sir. Doing well. Great, great. Good. Great to talk to you guys, as usual. So, in light of the fabulous Moolah discussion, this is this is not really a part of anything I, I wanted to ask in terms of questions for this week, but I figure Bruce and the rest of us would get a kick out of this. Did you notice that Stephanie McMahon said that when when the fact when Moolah started wrestling and became women's champion in 1956, women's wrestling was not accepted. But if you studied the history of wrestling, like most of us associated with this show and wrestling have, you'll know that women's wrestling actually outdrew men's wrestling in certain parts of the country during that time. Sure did. I mean, that's just fact. Like, you're, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, but Bruce has made that very clear um, on his show. And, yeah, no reason for me to disbelieve it. Like, women's wrestling was making more money than men's wrestling in places. So I think, um, you know, they WWE doesn't respect its audience. Like, I, I don't know how else to put that. Like, that's something we know not to be true. Now, if if she, like, again, framing it with Moolah is kind of a weird thing to do. Like, if you're talking about the 80s and the 90s, where basically, you know, they're the old white guys in charge you know, barely put women on shows and didn't know how to present them as things other than sex objects, then you're talking. But no, like women's wrestling was making more money than men's wrestling in places. So, I mean, it's an out-and-out lie. I don't, I don't know how we expound on that without saying it's a lack of respect for your audience from WWE. And extreme lack of respect. Yeah. 
When she said that, I, I literally went, it wasn't? Are, are, you, are you serious? You, you really expect us to believe that? Then I, then I snapped back into it and said, oh, wait, yeah, she, she, really, she really does because she probably doesn't even know any better. And, and that's another thing. She might not know. All due respect, like she, she might not know um, because, you know, she's not – one, she wasn't born, you know, in the 1950s or 60s. And two, I mean, that doesn't – women's wrestling is a part of the business that she inherited, um, you know, was, was different. Like Stephanie was – what? I'm thinking Stephanie's in her 20s probably early to mid-20s around WrestleMania 2000, right? So, like, she's relatively young when they have women's wrestling kind of trans, like, translating over from the cat doing, uh, you know, pool matches. Bride panties, pillow fights, and that kind of shit. Yeah. They could have definitely given Stephanie McMahon the teleprompter to say that, you know, women's wrestling wasn't accepted. So, I mean, but still, whoever put that on paper has a lack of respect for their audience because it's just not true. No. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I just had to get that off of my chest since it was so egregious to me. But now on to my questions. My first question. My first question for this week concerns future WWE signings. With reports of top independent big man wrestler Keith Lee signing with WWE very soon, I want to know from both of you who you would like to see go to WWE next from the independent scene if if there are any names left that you would like to see. You know, um, it, it reminds me of a funny joke. I, like, let's say I'm Vincent Mann, and I had limited money, and I could only sign Keith Lee or Bobby Lashley. I'd definitely sign Keith Lee because I feel like Bobby Lashley costs an arm and a leg where you can get the same thing, if not more, out of Keith Lee for a pinky and a toe. Like, I just... Yeah, and, and as, as far as Bobby Lashley has come, you know, <clears throat> in the last... Ten years since he's, you know, last was in WWE. Like I've seen a ton of Bobby Lashley. Not recently, but I, you know, I've seen a ton. I've seen very little Keith Lee, and I'm absolutely sold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like I don't go out of my way to, you know, to watch PWG DVDs or or or, or high pay per views he might be on. But I've seen enough of him. I've seen enough of his promos to know that guy. And man, if you haven't seen a Keith Lee match, like seriously, like like treat yourself. Um, 
Yeah. It's a it's a no brainer. It really is. And then you put the the economic part uh, in there too. That yeah, that that you're going to get a guy ten years younger. I, I, I I'm assuming. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for you know probably that costs five, maybe even ten yeah. times less. For sure, five. I, you know, just going to get a value and and with a greater upside. I, I think um, a guy like uh, a guy like Matt Riddle would be interesting to me. Um, you know, Trey, we always talk about contemporary characters, and mm-hmm. like believe it or not, they don't really have a white contemporary character. As crazy as that sounds, like they have white guys who are some. Uh, some offshoot of Austin or Triple H. And that's kind of what all the white guys are. Um, which is just fine. I mean, they're good. But uh, as far as somebody with a distinct personality, um, somebody who can who will get on the microphone and talk different and enunciate different and project, project different and do different things in the ring, I think a Matt Riddle would, would kind of fit that MO, something they don't have. Um yeah, I kind of feel like. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, what about uh, the two I would think is? What about Marty Skrull and uh, Dalton Castle? Both good. Both good choices. Yeah. All, all, all very good choices. In my opinion. And my second question concerns top WWE uh, star candidates to take over the John Cena mantle. In the event that a catastrophic event happens to Roman Reigns or Braun Strowman as those are two names that have been bandied about recently to replace John Cena as the top star of WWE at this point. Who do you suppose would take said spot? Hey, Goldberg, I know you're getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend, but we're in a pinch. Here's a million dollars. Can you wrestle? (laughs) I mean, it would have to be. I mean, if you lose Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's not good. WrestleMania is is in trouble. They're going to call us. And Braun's not even in a featured match. He's just, you know, Braun Strowman. You know, but now, he would be the one. Mm-hmm. I know why you said both of them, because if you say Roman, then we go, well, Braun feels that, you know. But if there's no Braun to, 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 to you know, if you're, you know, it's like, shit, Carson Wentz goes down. And in the next game, <laughs> Nick Foles goes down. You know, the Eagles are fucked. So I think we've got a situation like that, like where you're down to your emergency quarterback. Yeah. Uh, 
Now, since you just said that, I I thought of a guy, but you know, he he just he just got in some big trouble over the weekend, which we did not talk about. But I thought in a serious pinch, since he was the number two guy when he left the WWE in September of 2009, that Vince would have considered Jeff Hardy again, but since he got in that big accident over the weekend and blew a breathalyzer of three times the legal limit for alcohol, that probably will never happen again. Yeah, there's drunken and there's like, you know, plastered you and, you know, probably, you go three times. Yeah. That's, uh... Like, you can probably smash your car into a tree and be okay. In a weird circumstance, you can probably blow a crazy amount and be okay. You can't do both. Like, you yeah. know, there's, there's got to be some type of reasonable doubt there, and you kind of took away all of that. Um, yeah, I, you know, you always, it's weird, like, I always feel for Matt when this happens even though I think Matt has, has always put himself in a position to still be self-sufficient, even when these issues happen with Jeff. And then the last week we were just talking about just how much we gush over Jeff because he's so nice to us. Uh, but, yeah. like, yeah, I it, it's unfortunate. Um, now you do feel like, and I say it's unfortunate, I think it's more unfortunate for us, I think, Jeff Hardy will probably be okay. He's had scares. Well, yeah, he's had scares, but he's always kind of come back from from things getting too bad. So I think he's gonna be okay. Um, I also think that Tylen, as as nice as it would have sounded, I think in in the year of our Lord 2018, Jeff Hardy main eventing a WrestleMania, it would not have been a band aid on any type of of issue. Um, all due respect to Jeff Hardy, I just don't think he can exist in, in that form anymore with, even though he still looks like Jeff Hardy, he doesn't move like Jeff Hardy, especially not in the capacity of a singles main event match uh, with the biggest audience of the year. Um, yeah, so, this is 20, you know, this is way, this is 2010, where he had exactly. a, you know a fair amount of juice left in, in the crowd, more than his juice. The crowd was willing to, you know, buy into him all the way. That that that's been over. That's been over for, you know, a long time. Um, but even if like even if he was an option on the board, um, take him off. Like I I don't know. Like we get. Could you imagine if like one of those guys like let's say Brock can wrestle, but Roman can't, and Braun can't. And then it gets dark, and then Cesaro's music hits. And then Cesaro and Brock go out there, blow for blow, move for move, two of the strongest guys in the company throwing each other around, and Cesaro 
uh, wins the title. Or, you know, Ooh. our dream, I, I say our, but, you know, Big E, after all these great promos he's been cutting as a solo act, gets Braun one-on-one and throws him around the ring and wins the title. Like, man, it would be it would be something amazing that, you know, they're, they're probably not high enough on the total pole for that to be a thing, but that would be uh, that would be something. Big, big, big E, Big E would be interesting since, as we know, before Roman was kind of locked into the new number one man spot. Vince was said to be, quote, unquote, in love with Big E in in ring and promo-wise, that is. Yo, really quick, Willis said if nothing happens to uh, the Uso for getting the DWI, nothing will happen to Jeff. Like, uh, the Uso has one strike. One strike right, after and being two the of company them. for damn near, yeah, after being for damn near 10 two years in the company. Like, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. one strike. Like, it's, no, this no, is this. Nor, nor does WWE probably pay attention enough to either of them to know well. which one is which one. <laughs> God damn. That's, uh, I mean, that's silly, but I uh, appreciate the call as always, Kylan. Um, no, but it's just two, it's two of them. I don't think they've been in trouble before, at least not like this, at least not anytime soon or, or, or recent. And, and, you know, Jeff Hardy, man, that's, there's a 20 year, 15, 20 year history. So you can chalk. You can talk Chuck, Jimmy, or Jay, whichever one it was, up to a mistake, a, a stupid one, and all that, you know, and, and all the uh, you know adjectives you can put on that. But a mistake, like Jeff Hardy, like, come on, been here, done that, you know, like, why are you still making these mistakes? Yeah. Like, why are you at 40 with children and a wife at home, been through this already, still putting yourself um, in that situation. Like, seriously, just just, just pocket your keys, take a nap in the back seat. Hopefully in three and, hours and you wake up and, you know, you can drive. And you're right? going, like, even though it's it's kind of the inverse, like a, a, a mid-carder um, getting a DWI and letting you know about it, and there not being any type of actual incident because of it, is different than a main eventer wrapping his car around a tree, blowing three times the legal limit when he's had issues before. Like, it's just, these things don't run parallel. It's not a vacuum. It's different. All right, let's uh, hit up. Hmm. Did it upload? Do I have to do, uh, try something? Now I'll go back to the studio. Back to the stew. 
here. Huh, it is not. All right, we'll figure that out. Let's uh, get to one of these non-VIP emails. And... uh, All right, this one's from 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 uh from Brian from uh Wisconsin. He's VIP, but it's 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 uh the email is addressed to all three of us and what he's taught the topic came from something that we talked about in the free portion. So I'll uh just read it now. Uh so uh, good afternoon, Travis Cameron and Rich. I want to start off by saying thank you for the shout-out on the show a few weeks ago uh, from when I joined the East Coast Cast fan, uh, Facebook fan page. Uh, Travis, you butchered my last name during the shout-out, but it's all good because I wanted to take a quick minute to tell you how it's pronounced. My, nas- my last name is, is it's T-H-E-A-R-D. It's like, and I said third. Uh, it's like saying beard, but with a T-H, so it's steered. Oh, steered. Uh, I hope that helps. If you want to help me get over in a weird way for no reason at all, instead of saying third for anything, no matter what it's for, just say third. For example, he came in third place, or the bathroom is third, the third door on the right. Help a brother get over. All right, all right. Uh, I want to call the show sometimes, but I'm usually at work when you guys record, so maybe one of these days I'll take off, uh, take the day off just to talk to you guys. I mean, that'd be great, and as much as I get on folks about having, you know, a life and a career and children and wives, um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> if it works out that way, you got a day off or vacation and, you know, it's a Wednesday, yeah. But no, emails work work, work fine, <laughs> Brian. Um, <clears throat> so he says, I started watching. Oh, so anyway, the reason why I sent the email is, this week is because I had a few questions about the show Atlanta. I started watching the show last month, right before the new season started. I was happy to hear Travis talk about how phenomenal the show is to Wade on Monday, because I agree, it's a great show. Do you think that Wade will ever check it out? I'm not sure if he would be into it or not. I I think Wade would watch the first episode, go, that was interesting, and never think about Atlanta again. (laughs) Just... Just how I think that would go. Like, oh, yeah, I think okay. And then he'd turn on like Shit's Creek or something. Wow, <laughs> that he's been trying to get everybody into for the last three years. Uh, so Brian continues. I don't have many friends that watch wrestling uh, or Atlanta, so I need to know: was that Percy Watkins <laughs> on one of the newer episodes? Specifically the episode where Cat Williams was Alligator Man. If it was Percy, that caught me off guard because Alligator Man had me dying. I just wanted someone to confirm that for me. I don't think that was Percy Watson. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Percy Watson doesn't have that barrel of a chest. You know, that guy. Yeah, he's pretty, not quite uh, that big. That, that guy uh, would never be on. Percy Watson could, could skip a meal and be on 205 Live. Uh, this guy cannot. Absolutely, and if you well, if you said, "Oh no, Percy Watkins, Watson's uh, older brother is an actor," and you know, this, I'd be, oh, I, I would believe, it. I would believe it without googling that guy and finding out. I'd be, oh, absolutely, no, nope, no, nope, totally, that's definitely Percy's brother. Look at him, 
but yeah, that the the resemblance is pretty uh, is pretty uncanny. Yeah, uh, someone should tweet tweet Percy and uh, uh, at the East Coast Cast or Cam or myself or all three of us or all three you know at in that tweet and um, ask him if anyone's else has has. Uh, came to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, um. I think the best way to kind of explain the uh, the Atlanta situation, we have a buddy Josh who loves pretty much all things network comedy um, and and most things cable comedy, and he has no interest in watching Atlanta, even though um, everyone in his every one of us, even Steve, watches Atlanta. Yeah. Everyone in and I only say even Steve because it's like, well, Steve's the, uh, the besides Josh, the other white like guy in our like circle, but close circle of like most, six to eight, yeah, six or eight of us. Mexican guys, both Mexican guys in his other group chat also watch Atlanta. So no, um, <laughs> if if like everyone is telling you that you should be watching Atlanta and you haven't like went and tried to find it for yourself. You're probably not. So Wade, who is my man, a hundred grand. I, I don't see Wait. him going out of his way to see Atlanta. And then when he does, I don't know if it's really going to be his speed, as it were. And that's okay. I mean, as much as we go and get on fun. Josh, like, how do you like yeah. this and don't like that? It's just like, you know what? This show absolutely is not for everybody. Like, you're just yeah. not going. You're just you're just not going to get it if you don't. Live it didn't yeah. grow up a certain way or have close friends, or, or it, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Brian Theard, I assume, is a white guy from Wisconsin who loves it. So maybe he's the outlier, or maybe it's it is understandable enough. It's not like you will. You mm-hmm. gotta be a black dude from the from the from the mean streets. No, I'm a black guy. I wasn't. You know, I'm from the. You know, it was like I lived, lived in a friggin' projects or anything. But you know, I. You know, I can still relate and and and, and right. understand all the, or at least most of the jokes and lines that uh, that they say. Um, yeah, it's just not, and it's and and I'm sure it fall. It it's not just a cultural thing. I'm sure there's like I don't know if like Brian from Atlanta or, or Brian from uh, um, from Phoenix Arizona is. That, I, I would, yeah. you know, is that something he does? He watch Atlanta? I'm interested. And what does he think of Atlanta? I think kind of. One of the things I thought was cool that they did last week is something that, like, if you don't, I feel like you have to be my age specifically to get the joke. So when they had, um, when they went to those offices where they were, like, at that office and they had that kid dancing on top of the table. Remember he was performing on the table yeah. in a room full of white people? Yeah. That's a direct reference to what Bobby Schmurter did when he got his record deal. Like, it's specifically about that one moment. And so, like, if you didn't right. know I that, certainly didn't get it until you said something. Then I was like, oh, yeah, I did hear about that. I remember yeah. when Bobby Schmurter two years ago was the hottest thing out, and that came yeah. out, yeah. And so, like, there's just certain things they're going to talk about. They, they kind of run so deep. And, you know, we nobody wants to be left out of the joke. And we don't all want to watch things. That's to be explained back to us. Like, I, comic book fan, like, 
don't know if I'm going to watch Legion this season because I don't like a show that I have to go back and watch two or three times to figure out everything that happened. That's ridiculous to me. I thought that so was your jam. When was your jam? No, The Gifted, which I said is like Gifted, the watchable okay. version okay. of Legion. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> they're both excellent shows, and one of them is like super existential, and I don't need existential. But, um, but no, so like I think you can be somebody who likes comedy, even comedy with black people in them, and still not yeah. be all the way drawn into Atlanta, which is like you said, it's very poignant and specific and plays to a certain crowd. It definitely does, and they don't run away from that. They go, you know, which is a which is the beauty of that show. They know what they are. Not all, not hmm. you know, every show knows what they are, and that's what? the confidence that they have in you know in the writing is 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 fantastic. And his next question is. Um, what are some of a few of your favorite lines or scenes from Atlanta so far? Uh, thanks for ta- thanks for taking the time to read my email, uh, Brian Theard uh, from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Two years VIP, but going on a, a Theard. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, well, one of your favorite episode, at least in season one, was the club, the club one, yeah. right? I was going to say, like, the and I think car, that, the revolving yeah. door, like. Oh, uh, you yeah. mean the, the secret little doors that the promoter had? That was amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> when the promoter he hit that secret wall with the fire alarm. Um, the fact that Darius, like, couldn't get back into the VIP. But he's that guy, like, because I've been that guy. The guy people just want to buy you drinks in the club. Like, I've been that guy. I know what that's mm-hmm. like. Um, when, uh. The waitress wouldn't leave Earn alone when he took uh, Vanessa on the date, and then my uh, car, his car was stolen. Um, oh my yeah, god, that was so, so good! Things. She was upselling the shit out of him. Would you like some, uh, some jalapeno poppers? <laughs> he, everything about his yeah, face and body man. language was get the fuck away from me, and she just kept pushing. Would you like a dessert? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then when Van, when Van left. He's like, you are blowing up my spot. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing, Megan? And she kept that smile on her face. And then at the end of that of the dinner, Earn wasn't going to tip her or anything good. And Vanessa was like, fuck out of here. Wrote in a, a, a big tip. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that club episode alone oh, has just so many standalone uh uh, scenes and stuff. What about the dude who the fan when he just stands up like and he starts rapping Paperboy lyrics and I'm still looking for the real oh, one. Oh, so <laughs> Paperboy's just like so okay. good. Like, and just look at but and you know what his his facial expressions might be the best thing on the show. The fact that he's just through with it all. He's so frustrated by yeah. everybody. So good. Um, I think that uh, the the opening scene. Going, um, oh, no, you got to go ahead. The, the opening scene for episode two last week, with the with the the, the, the drug deal and the drug dealer robbed him, was so yeah. good. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, it feels like people. Anybody that hasn't seen this show, it's like whatever. They gushing gushing over this show. It can't be that good. It was a perfect scene. I mean, yeah. perfect. The dealer, the the dealer slash the plug slash thief in this situation, he kept apologizing. 
Like, he he genuinely felt bad that he just robbed probably one of his better customers. You know, guys coming. I mean, you, you're, you're number, number one, you're creating an enemy, and you're now, you have a, uh, uh, you know, he's not going to be a customer of yours anymore. So, great, you stole whatever, five grand, however many, how much money you took from him, but you're not going to have, you know, that constant, that consistent business anymore. And he just was so sorry. Even when he had to take his keys, he's like, I, I, I just don't want you chasing after me. You know, you you understand. Like, oh, but that mixtape, that was oh. dope, though. I'm going to listen to that. It was just fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, go watch the show. Good, man. If you've never seen yeah, it, watch. just watch it. Again, I, yeah. I put my best friend onto it, and now he can't get enough of it. Um, and he did, uh, he did my show with us just here recently, like, and it's all about the show now. It's just, it's just that good. I don't know. It's just that good. Has he? Uh, I assume. Oh, so I assume he went and started watching season one, if not finished it. Yeah, he went back. I don't know if he's done with it yet, but he went back to watch season one. Yeah. Uh huh. Cool. All right, Brian. Appreciate the email, man. Don't be a stranger. Let's uh, go back to the phone lines. Let's, uh, let's talk to Mike. I'm going to go fix myself a drink. Um, Mike, what's happening? What up? What's going on, my fellas? How y'all doing? Not too bad, man. Well, man. What's going on? First and, for- first and foremost, give me- it was ten seconds salute and sleep in peace to my man Craig Mack, man. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Did you see? Uh, did anybody see that tweet that Tariq Nasheed posted with with that? You know, Craig Mack was in that weird cult, and the guy was like standing super close to him, and who's also been like accused of like molestation and stuff. Wow! Nah, I didn't want to see that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a it's a it's a lot, and I hope we don't have anything weird, too weird, come out in the next uh, you know couple of weeks around in this. But I don't. I, I, I'm not holding my breath that it that it won't. I think we're going to get some uh, some pretty pretty weird stuff coming out about surrounding Craig Mack's death and life before he died. Before yeah, he died. I just want to touch on him brief though, like the homie don't get. Homie don't get the credit he deserves for like popping that whole bad boy moving on. Like a lot of motherfuckers don't even know or don't even remember that he was bad boy even before Biggie was. You know I'm a fucking yeah. best star nigga to the heart. He was the he was the one they thought he was the one, he was basically I don't want to say he was their Lex Luger because it's like doesn't number one add up but I think it kind of works that they thought like Puff thought Harrell or whoever was you know they thought Craig Mack's going to be the guy going to be the face of Bad Boy Records and then like six months after Flavoring Year comes out and he's like at the number one yeah. I mean and then Big Blue and then out, completely outshined him on the remix. Right, I'll shine everybody. I mean, he just he shined brightest on that remix. I get more bucks than Ashtrays. Fuck a fair one. I get mine the fast way, ski mask way. Like, nigga, ransom note, far from handsome, but damn a nigga so Right? So, uh, yeah. Um, it's just one of those things where where, where you're set to be this, 
you know, the star, and, you know, somebody comes along that's just head and, head and shoulders better than you. And, right. I mean, it's okay. it's weird to be like, uh, to say, but like, yeah, a guy that's more visually appealing is Craig, you know, Craig Matt. The, the joke on Death Comedy Jam, oh, man, somebody threw Folgers in my face. Like, I'd never forget that line. That right. They was the butt of every joke. Cause at the time, them was two, you know what I mean? I'm a big fan. Sleep your piece big, too. Sleep your piece Craig Matt. But them was two ugly motherfuckers when they first came out. Lucky it was 94. Remember, everybody went to be in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. No, it didn't matter. Wu Tang, you know, you had Wu Tang and all the black moon and all that shit. They had it. Right. It was cool to be grimy. Bad joke. But, you know, yeah, right. I mean, one. is yeah, it wasn't no pretty boy shit. And the fact that they yeah. were that they were not aesthetically pleasing in the face didn't hurt their. You know, it's like today. I don't uh-huh. think they'd have a ton of chance because nah, because it, it, it would be too hoppy if borrowed. Now with energy, it was different. It stood out. And that flavor in your ear, that shit was fucking white hot. And then, like you said, I believe flavor in your ear came out about spring, early summer. And then big drop that. Yeah, because by the time we like, started ninth grade in '94, it was it was the shit. And by the time you know Christmas or that spring, ready to die was just. Not quite around the same time, but because I, I, I never forget September 13, '94, that's when Ready to Die came out, and Craig Mack came out maybe a week before that. Craig Mack was out of there with flavor in your ear, clapping and all that. But once that fucking um, uh, what you call remix, because that was the last entry that that remix and unbelievable came out at the same time, and that was like the last joint on the. On Biggie's album, and then you know DJ Clue leaked it. But once that shit hit the street, my god, my god, because you know at that time in New York, like lyrically, Nas was the fucking Nas was, was the shit. But the album didn't do that well. Nas was the one, but the album was fucking um, you know, went gold. And we talk about the time, you know, Dr. Dre, Death Row, Snoop Dogg, all them. They, they, they chilling New York, like body bag in New York. Yeah. We was running around, thought, you know what I mean? And and this is real shit, Trav. And I know it was happening in Philly too. We was running around with French braids and fucking house shoes. We thought we was from the West, Snoop. You know what I mean? Snoop, the chronic couple admitted to society. They had yeah, this shit. Nothing. Before look, before I even knew about East Coast, West Coast bullshit, beef, whatever, I remember when in '93 when Doggy Style came out, and in '92 when The Chronic came out. I didn't, as a 12 and 13 year old, I just didn't get it. I was like, why are these guys so popular? It's this bullshit California nonsense. Nobody, and I was a huge NWA fan, a giant Ice Cube fan. So it wasn't like I had a bias against LA or the West Coast. But I was just like, this is some R&B bullshit. I still have that attitude today. I don't necessarily like my, you know, hip-hop and R&B. You know, it's whatever. It's hard to get away from these days. But, but, Man, I was just like, this is some rapping bullshit. Get out of here with your radio singles. But, you know, 
They made it comfortable to say they made it comfortable to call a woman a bitch. Wait, what? It wasn't comfortable in ninety in ninety one. I mean, I got I got some albums from like ninety one that's, that's different. Yeah, but I mean they <laughs> they took it they took it they took it somewhere else. Like oh no 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 no. What you what they did thing. like was make girls go oh you better stop when you call them a bitch. Yeah. You know, Snoop or Dr. Dre, like, come here, bitch. They go, oh, Dre, Snoop, you better stop. Let Raekwon, come here, bitch, let me get. Boy, you better not talk to me. Like, you know, it was just, you know, it was smoothed out, R&B, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> what's transition what into my point is, what is all this fucking hoopla about how fucking Moolah was pepping out these fucking all these women and let's make a petition and let's do this, let's do that. Like, that shit is whack. Like, I mean, I get it, but that shit is whack. Wait, what part is whack? People getting upset? Yeah, this petition shit. Like, they gonna really listen to to what y'all say? You think they gonna stop that? Oh, WWE at this point, something that they've already advertised and, yeah, no, but... I don't because you don't think that they will change doesn't mean if you doesn't mean you go well this thing that's clearly clearly wrong or clearly immoral or clearly whatever you want to call it I'll just let it let it stand like no people people want to raise their voice and at this point in time where it's like seems like <clears throat> you know why the hell not like strike while the iron's hot strike while nah, you know are paying attention to, to, to and caring about so issues that don't yeah, concern maybe, them necessarily. Maybe you get lucky and it's a one and done. Um, you know, yeah. it, happens here, it doesn't happen again. Um, and, I, and I hear you, Mike. I, I do think if you're, your your conscience should make you want to speak out against it. I don't think people think it's going to die especially not this year. Like, like Travis said, they put their marketing dollars behind it. They've never been the type of company to just immediately back off of something that's a bad idea. But maybe people right. are allowed enough. Maybe enough people boo at the beginning of the match at WrestleMania to where they have to react differently. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to be there in person and to see how people respond. I really do. Right. So let me ask you a question, just hypothetically. If it was a fucking Hugh Hefner battle, or you, you know what I mean? Would it be that? Yeah, that, but that Hugh Hefner, you know, well, no, I don't know what he did in his personal life, or if he, you know, assaulted anybody or whatever. Hugh Hefner, you know, ran a business based on sex and sex appeal and tits and all that. But everybody knew. He, I don't know if he was had bitches in the grotto, drugged up. Out of there, oh, you know, uh, uh, you know. Now I'm sure there were bitches in the grotto, drugged up, but because they, they wanted to be there in the grotto, drugged up and getting rubbed on and yeah, stuff. I, I I don't have the details, but Mike's not wrong. Like there's some there's some sketchiness that that's been exactly about you happening. That, 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 that does exist. Um, but Mike, you, know, you have a point. Like I, I hate that we have to try to draw lines, but there's definitely there's, there's uh, a double standard that comes into play 
with how hard people are going against him. Because, again, he's not the first terrible person in wrestling to be honored unnecessarily. Uh, if his depth goes a bit deeper than that, guys, on that, of course, I have to go. But you guys have a great night. And we'll talk couple of days to do stuff. Um, but I, I will talk to you guys later. You guys have a great show. All right, Cameron. All right, man. Be good, brother. Later. Be good, brother. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Travis. Uh, you know, and then uh, another thing. I mean, I get it. I mean, I mean, I don't give a fuck either way because, you know, that'll be my, you know, twirl up break during this whole damn thing. <laughs> that'll be a twirl up break. I care. I mean, I care because, you know, it's, you know, because I should. Cause, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. know. It's, but I didn't know people were starting petitions and, and all that until. Yeah, about three, 4,000 uh, people. Or not I mean, petitions. I heard somebody suggesting, suggesting that they call or that they, that they contact Snickers, basically, since they're the sponsor, and ask them, like, how do you feel about this woman who's a, you know, such a gross, he was such a gross human being in certain, so many ways, being honored and blah, blah, blah. And Snickers could go, you know what, you know, you know, until WrestleMania itself, which is silly, goes out and like robs or rapes somebody, like, we're, we're good. The fact that a match right. on, Wrestle, on a seven-hour WrestleMania, Snickers might not give a fuck. The Mars Company might not care. Even if they get 10,000 emails or, or comments on their website or on their Facebook page or whatever, they might go, whatever. <laughs> you know, and this isn't right, something exactly. that has legs. Nobody's going to be really, really thinking about this in, in a few weeks. And I'm saying in the terms of all these fucking geeks that's doing the shit anyway, you're going to watch the fucking show anyway. So, like, I don't understand the purpose. It's not like you're going to boycott WrestleMania. Y'all going to watch the show anyway, any damn way. But enough with that. Um, on item number two, so uh, this, this this dude, uh, John Bravo, he's supposed to be releasing this, this information, this footage, this 25-minute testimonial on Friday pertaining to uh, Roman Reigns, you know what I'm saying, copying and buying receipts, phone text, and 15 others. Like, how do you think this is going to play out? you think it's a bunch of... Malarkey, or you think this kid is, you know, on to something? What's the footage of him? What's the testimony? Who's what's he testifying? Well, it's um the, the guy John Bravo from um what is it the W W the steroids that Roman Reigns? Exactly. Okay. Like, um, I don't know. I haven't be... been following it. I didn't even put those names together, so I'm not even. Uh... You know, yeah. like, I don't well, Friday, Friday he's supposed to be releasing the 25-minute uh, tape on either Facebook or YouTube that, you know, the evidence that he's been building and collecting, you know, he said it's been long and strenuous, so I guess, you know, everybody and the 15 other guys are supposed to come out. That's what's supposed to come out of this tape. That's supposed to be released. And my thing is, you know, I wanted to, you know, because, you know, we're about the same thing, and I wanted to get your perspective on it. Like, do you think the gravitas or the impact of this will be, you know, as such, like, 
the 92 scandals and, you know, things of that nature. Like, well, they're hopping back to, to, to that because that kind of killed the first boom period, you know, of the 80s. Once that shit starts coming out and, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, until something, until something like, of, of note happens or comes out, something that, that's beyond, you know, a guy saying with words. But if he's got footage or, or, or receipts or, you know, audio, or, you know, then, they'll, then, then, I'll, then I'll care enough to, to, to comment. So Until then, you know, uh, and the big joke last week was, why did people think it was Luther Reigns he was talking about this whole time? Like, where did that come from? Shit. Exactly. Like, oh, I, I mean, like, to me, it's more like a wait and see thing because it's like this dude yeah. in hedging no, exactly. shit. I just want to wait when you come out with something now. tangible or, or super or really legitimately incriminating towards Roman Reigns or any other, you know, uh, wrestler that's of note. Until then, like, eh, you know, there's always scandals. Exactly. Always now, moving on, moving forward. Um, something. How did you, so, yeah, what was I'll, your take on, what was your take on a pay-per-view Sunday? I mean, I thought it was pretty, you know, pretty decent. Like, it was better yeah, than I, I expected it. Uh, yep, absolutely. I mean, expectations were low, but it was a really well-wrestled show. Well, yeah, and I think the finish, the the five way or the six pack challenge was probably as good as you're gonna get in a match like that. My only right. my only gripe was I wish AJ pinned Cena at the end. That's what I thought I, it was going to be uh, myself. Yeah, because Cena got that win. It would make it would make that win he got over AJ to get into the match. Worth it. Like, all right, AJ got pinned clean on TV, but he got his win back over the guy that pinned clean. So, but no, he's got to. But, you know, they're like, no, no, no. That's probably, they probably just thought that was too much. Too much. Yeah, because AJ. It would have been like Cena's third loss. You know, he lost to Seth. You know, he lost, he got pinned in, you know, it's the chamber, but he he still took a pin. It would have been his third pinfall. You know, in in three weeks, people made a big deal when he lost on Raw clean. And I mean, he loses just about every house show now. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he's Roman Reigns, bitch. Just about every every house show, he loses to clean, spare in the middle of the ring. Yeah, but my my thing about the whole thing is why come out, why go through all this shit if you knew you were going to come out and challenge the guy at the end of this shit anyway? What you mean? Like um on Monday night, why go through all this, you know, no road to WrestleMania shit if you knew at the end of the day, you, was, you know, you was going to come out and challenge him and try to run him down and go to him into, you know, fight wrestling. Talk yeah. about how big his ego is and all that shit. Like, well, that, made, I think, that, that was a waste of time. Well, I think he he would say, well, I wanted to win the damn 
you know, title for the seventeenth time. Either, whether it was the Universal or the WWE, I wanted to be in a championship. I wanted to be champion going into uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Now, um, now he's desperate. So my only option is to call out and try to embarrass the Undertaker. But really, I mean, he really embarrassed himself. It was I hated exactly. that. Pro- I hated the I second at. half of the promo. Like the first That's half when he's in the crowd, beer. Like that was all good. It was fine. But as soon as he called, he called Undertaker a self-centered egomaniac. The most what? least selfish dude probably of all time in the business. One of them, for sure, you know. Did more jobs for probably anybody. So, you know I, I mean? mean, yeah, it's like the guy doesn't have any hips. The guy can barely friggin' walk. The guy has left each WrestleMania in the last three years, looking worse for the wh- looking worse for wear. It's not a good. It's not, no, why would you? Right. Why would any Most fan that cares about the Undertaker want to see him try to put on an, a WrestleMania quality match in 2018 after we've exactly. seen his matches the last three, four years? They exactly. weren't anything it's special. Not- it is not 2010. Leave it alone. The one Leave with Roman last alone. year was fine, but they, but I also think about that one with Brock from the last time they were in New Orleans at 30. That was gross. Horrible. That was just like, Horrible. oh, what a struggle. Oh, and Horrible. Greg Wyatt, that nonsense. Like, come on. Like, why I would you want to see it. Such, such mediocrity? Why would you want your favorite I, band to come out of retirement, to go on tour, just to, like, you know, <laughs> not be who they were. Just and it's different it. because at least the guy's going on the stage singing and, and, and dancing and doing, you know, you know, musician performance stuff aren't going to necessarily break a bone or tear a ligament or you know, anything like that. The, the risk, the physical risk is, you know. Remember, I remember people would go, People would say if he can if he can be healthy by the next WrestleMania, like then he should wrestle. And I would go. He wrestles once a year at WrestleMania. If he if he can't recover from one WrestleMania to the next, if you're concerned that mm, is he feeling okay from last April and it's February right. of the next year, that should be your, your, your flashing neon sign to go. You know what? Maybe this guy should retire. <laughs> not wrestle, yeah, not yeah. for my pleasure. Maybe hurt himself or his opponent, because people forget about that. Like other people have are counting on him to be their base, to be there to catch them or to hold them up and not drop them. You know, so it's yeah, yeah. Wrestling fans, we really selfish. Exactly. And, this man, this man may had a thirty year career off of a gimmick that they thought that wouldn't last one year. You understand what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he served his, like, he did what he did. He weathered the storm. He was there. He faced them all. Like, it's time to ride off into the sunset. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, and I, I mean, it's slowly happening, but I see the changing of the guard. Like, cause all the cats that was around the past 10, 15 years, like, you know, they all borrowed time. Look, I mean, look at, look at Randy Orton. 
and I love what he's doing because it's like he care about this. I broke the Grand Slam, but I want to go into WrestleMania as U.S. champion because I'm quite sure he pretty much knows it. Although Randy is not even old, but he's just been around so damn long. You understand? So it's like you know, he just like know his role, and he, and he pretty much spoke it, and I pretty much saw it in that that ring Sunday night. Him and Bobby Roode got a chemistry together. And I think Randy is okay right now with being a utility player. Like, he's main event. He's been, you know what I mean, all these things. What's really left for him to do? To help bring up, you know, the next crop of guys that's going to be around for the next 10 years or so. And although Bobby Roode is 40, you know, in WWE terms, he's still, a, you know, he, he, he's still a fresh guy, fresh face. Fresh face, yeah, he's a fresh face. You know, people haven't aren't sick of him, haven't gotten tired of him. Uh, he hasn't. Right. He's still got an entire roster, almost, of people to face. So, yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I love this the the Charlotte Oscar thing. It was way. I mean, Alexa Bliss is always on the money, but I love that Charlotte Oscar thing. Charlotte really like her promo there was almost like well, not as you know, Ric Flair rest, but almost like. She mirroring her father is like, like, bitch, I'm the champion. You won't come after me. I want top quality opponents. I'm not hiding and ducking behind my title or running. Like, I want to face the best so I can call myself the best. You know what I'm saying? And I'm looking forward to that match at Mania. Like, I'm looking forward to that more than the Royal, you know, the Royal Women's title. And the dynamic of this Brock, uh, Roman thing, they trying to make this shit so real, like, you know, like, what was your take on, you know, Yeah, but it's Monday like, night? they just hit the wrong tone on Monday, like, they had been doing okay with that, and then then we get the Vince's boy stuff, and Brock just be, or Roman just being super, like, like, unrealistic, like, it was just, it was just too much, and then the whole Vince stuff, and Shane and Gorilla, like, ooh, like, the people you're trying to fool are the exact ones that would see through that. That's rolling their eyes, folding their arms, and rolling their eyes. It's not right. working. The first week, we were in suspense. Like, ooh, maybe they're on to something. But let's see week two. Let's see week three. It is not working. This is the fourth or fifth year straight. They are rejecting this guy. Do you think is going to change in three in three weeks, four weeks. Hell no. Not at all. Man, not a snowball's chance in hand. Now, what they nope. what they doing is almost creating the exact replica of WrestleMania 20 where everybody just turned on both of them. Because it, apparently it seems like the writing's on the wall, like Lesnar is, is leaving. But who's to say, you know, it might be another antiquated trick, obviously. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, who's to say that this shit ain't all a ruse and Lesnar probably already signed and let's just, you know, resign and let's. Because I mean, who the fuck is going to leave a job that's paying me millions to show up for six months of work? Right. Six months. It, it, you mean over the course <laughs> of like. Five years yeah. doing six months of work. Like, what? Exactly. Like, who the <laughs> fuck is going to leave a job like that? Idiots. Idiots that go, that would be like, you know, I mean, it's that same 
that same vein, that same thought process that's, you know, I don't have a ready ready example, but Hello? Yeah, yeah, no. I got I got <laughs> Have you ever seen the game night that uh uh Slater hosts and they play it like during bumps between between shows on the network? Nah. Uh, I never paid Okay, so he's is he's the host and he gets two uh two two wrestlers or in this case two teams. It's the Usos and for some reason they're in their colorful paint and outfits versus um the Ascension. And it's the game it's basically charades where you have your the tablet or the phone with the title and the person puts it up against their forehead and the, their partner can see it and they have to like act out and make you know, you gotta guess. So the Ascension come up and the one has it's boys in the hood. And I'm like, oh, fuck, how's he going to, you know. So his first thing was yo, 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 with the with the hand motions and, the, you know. And then he turns around, he goes, he's running, and he gets shot in the back. <laughs> and then the Victor goes, or whatever, Connor goes, oh, boys in the hood. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Like, Papa 40, right, Cracker Pop your rolly, crack a 40. It's crime time. Yeah. Well, I expected them to come out in that silly-ass uh, mini uh, rumble they had on Raw. Now, was that oh, just up utterly ridiculous? That, that that just made that whole red brand tag division just look like a complete and total fucking joke and waste of time. One man, like, come on now. And I'm a Braun fan. Yeah. But I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, like, you want to kill a whole division at the expense of one guy. And if they go ahead and, and I've said it, and I said it to Wade on Monday in his postgame show, like, I've been saying, like, he should enter the Andre Battle Royal and literally throw everybody else out. Well, they kind right. of spoiled. They, they, they kind of, uh, you know, gave it all away. Right, I mean they know the guy. I mean, like for as for as good as and, and over as he is, we know he has he's very limited. You know what I mean? And then from what I'm hearing, what might be one of the scenarios as far as the drift of being one of, being his partner. Like I mean, he done killed this guy twice, and now they're a team. Who wants to see that? Who wants to see Braun Strowman and Elias team up to face the bar? I'd rather just Absolutely have Elias Gunn. You know, I, I, be, I don't know. They could have had a fucking trippy threat for that matter with with the uh, the bar and uh, uh, fake ass double A's and uh, yeah. and club yeah. and uh, bullet club. You know, do what we now, talked I, about last last week, where you have the Usos retain at Fastlane Sunday, beat beat New Day, and then they show up on Raw. This past Monday, like y'all looking for, uh, I heard y'all looking for challengers, but y'all ain't got nobody. You know, well, we just beat all the top contenders on SmackDown, so let's do this: some champion versus champion, title versus title, and and then you have the Usos beat the bar at WrestleMania, 
and stay, I don't know, stay on Raw, play them champions, I don't know. And then you have one of them have a red belt and one of them have a blue belt, and that's like they're the unified tag champs. And, right. Uh, Float, yeah, so, because you know why, Trav? Anywhere close to that direction. It's starting to, it's almost starting to be overkill with all these damn titles. <laughs> As I, you know, reported told Art. you last week. Huh? Stop yeah, that. starting to be a problem. That's why I wasn't exactly yeah. thrilled to hear that they that they're adding uh, the the NXT new title. I mean, I know North it's NXT American, NXT. North American, uh, North American Heavyweight uh, Championship. So different contexts, different creative tag titles, different different themes. It's going to be a two hundred five tag title. Two hundred five cruiserweight tag title. Uh, and I hear they told him with the idea. That? Oh no, it's official. They even showed uh it was on uh um Belstad reported it and uh what's the other guy? Uh Raj Gary, uh wrestling it and somebody and showed you about, like, they yeah. him with the idea of what? A women's tag title? Women's tag titles. <laughs> on which show? I most likely wrong. Got to be a floating, floating team. If they just did that from the beginning, I'd have no problem. If the, if the women's division was on one show, and I mean, I've been saying this for a goddamn year and a half. <laughs> if the women's division was on one show, the tag division was on another show, and 205 was on, you know, everybody, and, 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 and you didn't have two of everything, then maybe the idea of a cruiserweight tag division the tag titles isn't just terrible, or women's tag championship isn't just asinine. But again, if if it's you first, they just don't have the talent to have two sets of women's tag tag titles. They Absolutely. barely have enough talent to have two world, you know, two women's uh, two women's champions champions. Period. And that's when this uh, shakeup shit gonna be. A whole host of women coming up. That's the only thing I could think of. That they're going to well, promote you get the a lot of You've got the two in absolution. So they're definitely a team. You know, Paige uh, or Mandy and, and, and who's one? Is it? Is it? Sonya. So Mandy and Sonya are, are a team. And But again, the only way it works even a little bit, is if they if they float, if they're just one tag division and they go to Raw and SmackDown. But all that's going to change after WrestleMania anyway as far as the brand split or the brand, individual brand pay-per-views. So we'll have to see what, where, what things look like in September, what things look like in December. Because right. splitting the pay-per-view, or I'm sorry, combining all the pay-per-views again could just be the the prerequisite to ending flat out the brand split or severely watering it down and having more, you know, having more roster yeah. crossover and stuff like that. Because think of it. But if you start adding titles and shit to this uncertain mix, it's like, get, get, yeah. get your shit together before you start adding titles and, and all that kind of stuff. It's just super fucking overkill. Like, you don't need all these fucking titles. Do away with some of these damn titles. Like, to me, it should only be one world champion. Like, you went to the trouble of unifying the titles in 2013 
to split them up uh, three years, two, well, three years. Well, they didn't go later. through much trouble, Mike. They <laughs> threw it together and was like, in three weeks, it's going to be Orton versus Cena in a ladder match, and it'll be unified. Yeah, that, they didn't exactly build that thing. Just to be completely, you know, fair. Wasn't a lot of trouble right. just to go, hey, this match is happening, please watch. <laughs> right. I mean, to some degree, I mean, I get, I guess I get the North American, you know, the NXT North American deal because you might, you know, like we love Velveteen, but we all know that Velveteen is still green and blue. Absolutely. I wouldn't even go that far. He's just not ready. He's not ready for, I don't even think uh, uh, Aleister Black is ready to be in the title. He just hasn't had enough. And that's and people will, and then Durrell, I could hear him go. See, that's why NXT needs to be two hours, and people need to be on the show every day or every week, or most you know most more, more weeks than they're not. Because I don't, I think it's still Alistair Black, still, but 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 at least he's been nah, around. He can, he's beat enough guys. Nah, he can go. But like I've seen him on yeah, ICW. Yeah, he, he really could. But in a, in, a, in a perfect world, in my perfect world, he'd still be uh, working his way up. Or not working his way up as if he's like some mid Carter, but it wouldn't just be such an easy path to the easy. He he beat guys. I don't want to make it seem like he just um, showed up and 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 got it. But yeah, Velveteen just he's good enough. I just don't think he's uh, fans have enough. It's a weird thing. It's really a weird. Yeah. Uh, um, situation as far as who's ready for a title it's so subjective um you know you could have so many legit arguments going you know going for and against that it's uh that yeah and and creating the north american thing is just it's it, uh, a new a mid-card kind of title it's it's just a lot easier than having yeah. in title matches and losing per se i think they give it to you the ec3 or ricochet You think he wins that, North American? Uh, I say either EC3 or Ricochet. Mm. I don't think EC3. I think Ricochet is a guy, even the, even even being on the roster for only a few weeks, winning the title, he can wow. You know, you can watch him wrestle and go, oh, absolutely, right. he he should be a champion. But but Ethan Carter, I, think Black, I, uh, yeah. I don't think he engenders that same – I think you need to see him more, get to know him more, know his personality before you're ready to, you know, crown him any kind of champion, even a even a even a mid card type or, or lower tier right. champion. Because I think Black is going to take the the NXT title because um, Andrade and Zelina they're ready for the main roster. Like they are so fucking money is is ridiculous. Like they are money. Together. You don't think so, Trav? Say it again. I said I believe um, Black is going to win the NXT title because I think um, Zelina and Andrade is getting called up. Like, they are so fucking money together. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. They are money together. That girl, like she, like she's ready. 
She like she brought something out of she him that right. was missing from him. Yeah, she brought something out of him that was missing. And he found what she it is right. that She's was one of those talents that I've been asking for the last three years. Like, why isn't she? Why isn't Thea Trinidad in goddamn WWE? And this was just as a right. wrestler. I mean, her in the Sasha Banks feud, oh, my God. But she is tiny, though. Like, even yeah, even even compared to the women. Like, like, I can't imagine just because she's on my screen, Nikki Cross standing next to... Uh, Next to Zelina uh, would be just, they're probably about the same height, but clearly Nikki Cross is buff as shit and thicker than a motherfucker, and and, and Zelina just is, you know, she's just small. And But she's in the in her in the perfect role right now, I think. Like, I don't even want to see her as a wrestler because she's doing such a good job as uh as as the manager for um, for Almas. Yeah. Here comes like uh, me, Gargano, uh, or here comes Champa. Yeah, to me, like everybody's holding up Gargano picture for the emoji. I'm predicting that's going to be the match of the weekend. Like they are so going to fucking just just fucking destroy, just steal the show, and then I go Shinsuke AJ right no. Uh, not too far behind. Shit, Almas. Uh, shit, NXT might just be the show of the year. Right, that car. Is hey, Almas Black. Does Moon have a? Uh, she gonna have a rematch? I guess. Shayna, Shay Baszler, yeah. Uh, Baszler. I heard she. I heard she. I heard she's um, she's pigeonholed to um come up too. I heard she's on the way up too, in the Moon. Does she go to Raw and be on the um, with yeah, Ronda? Yeah, she she won't be one of the you know one of Ronda's boys. But she's a heel. Like I mean, things could change for her on the main roster, but she mm-hmm. looks like a heel. She wrestles like a heel. I, I hate her. I think she's a garbage human being. Like I don't think obviously not everybody thinks that of her, but I think that comes Ooh. through. She's just so Ooh. perfectly cast as a heel because it works. And she's good at it. Yeah, I don't think if they're trying no, to get Ronda Rousey over as a baby face, you bring Shayna Baszler up and stand her next to her. Well, I, I, think, I, no, I boo Ronda Rousey just by association, if that's the case. Because yeah. I hate Shayna no, Baszler hearing, that much. Yeah, no, I'm hearing Moon is coming up. Baszler's going to be uh, NXT champ. Oh, okay. Oh, so she wins? Oh. Yeah. So she lost two. She lost two to her. She lost two to her. Remember, she lost clean. She 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 got rolled up clean after last takeover. Yeah, I know. I still don't, I want, I just don't want Tina Baszler to win anything. Fuck her. <laughs> yeah, she she yeah. just she just like just fucking just old school hellish. Just she, you know who she remind me of? Badass like she remind me of um Sherry Martell for some reason. Come on, Mike. Do not besmirch. Do absolutely not besmirch. Like Sh- Sherry is my nah, absolute just certain number new- one favorite woman in pro wrestling. Just certain little shit she does. She reminds me of Sherry Martell. Shayna Baszler is no Sherry Martell. No, I ain't talking about skills wise. You know, just certain little nuances that she does. Like she reminds me. Of she's Sherry a, number Martell. one. She's a better wrestler than Sherry Martell ever ever was already. So yeah, Sherry, <laughs> Sherry Sherry was all personality and all facial expressions and all body language. 
Fuck Shayna Baszler. Now, Shayna wasn't and, that bad because I had watched something not too long ago with uh, her and Medusa Michelli in uh, uh-huh. AWA. And yeah, was, she was a decent worker for 1988, you know, when she was in right. AWA wrestling. Like, she was fine. Yeah. She was a fine ladies wrestler, as they called them back then. She was right. okay. She came up out of that. Yeah, she came up out of that Moolah camp. She was one of Moolah's students. Oh, damn. Sherry Martel. I didn't know. And that. Yeah, um, and I, I believe AOP is on their way up too. I thought they would be, if not, if they didn't go the USO way, like which I didn't necessarily think they would do. It was just a fantasy book, you know, send the Usos over, they beat the bar, unified attack. But I thought the bar would show, or, or the AOP would show up at WrestleMania. Like the bar would go into WrestleMania with no challengers, and AOP would show up and and beat them and take the Raw Tag Titles, and it would and it and it would be to a lesser, much much lesser ex- uh, uh, extent. The the Hardys thing, like a surprise, you know, from last year, uh, you know, a surprise uh, uh, team show up and the title switch. Right. But and then they could still do that because I don't think Braun Strowman is going to face. The bar, even with Elias or a partner, I don't. I think that's just TV. That's just something to do for TV. So I'm still. I'm. I'm actually convinced that it'll still be, uh, or still could be AOP. Maybe even Sanity, but AOP for sure. You know, more more likely. I see Sanity coming up as for use for um for Bray and uh, walking that, and whenever this idiot gets himself together. Mr. Mr. DWI himself. Oh, Jeff, yeah. It's like he always fucking... He's just... He stopped himself from being... His own worst enemy. One of the all-time greats. He, he, he fucked himself over, and I looked at that match... I don't know about think, that, but he certainly could have been on that next tier easily if he didn't... Uh, if he hasn't had so many set personal sets. Like he, and like I mean, he's as a promotion, a, you just can't trust the guy. Like uh, you can't right. trust him to, to like you just can't. And, and now I that he's out he of his physical prime, like it's like what's right. the pay? What's the reward? Like we're gonna no. put time into you just for you to what? Be a be mad sidekick or be, be his second? Yeah. Basically, that's what he's gonna be because I hear. On his ultimate deletion shit, that was his um, that was his return because he's in it. Somebody wrote on Twitter, "How about the how about the fact that Senior ben- Benjamin is now in WWE canon?" Like once they played that video. Oh no, no, Shahid posted it. I think in the group me chat. He's like, Senior Benjamin is now canon. You can't just go, no, that was just some weird impact thing, weird little TNA gimmick that they did. Nope. Senior Benjamin is a WWE superstar in, <laughs> you know, loses terms. And did you see Did you see uh, Lord Wolfgang's tweet? And I say his tweet because he's, you know, six months old or a year old, whatever he is. Oh, shit, Dakota Kai's arm baby. healed up? Right. So it's the baby. It's the smart. He says, I, my first appearance, my debut happened on Raw while my brother Maxwell had to work his way up through the indies. Oh, shit. <laughs> so they're going to have the whole you know cast. Baby Maxwell, yeah. Lord Wolfgang, Queen Rebecca, 
Senor Benjamin. Because I heard Borash. Because I heard uh, um, Jeremy Borash is the one that worked on it with him. So I could just see him being one of the top producers in another year or two with the company. When you say producer, you mean like, I mean, he's not putting matches together. Nah, like coming he's up with concepts. Because they said he's real yeah, sharp hey, with that shit. They said he's super sharp with that shit, though, coming up with concepts and angles and, you know, fuse and things of that nature. Right, but that's just, I'm just thinking, when you say a producer, I'm thinking of, you know, like, R no, not with two wrestlers that are about, that are booked tonight and going, this is how we're going to lay the match out. Like, that's an yeah. agent or a producer. Yeah, the agents. Like, well, I hear still um, in charge of that is Arn and Michael Hayes and uh, Devon and who else? You know, a couple of us. Yeah. Road Dog and they all that. Nice, nice stable of uh, former wrestlers to be. But, yeah, but Borash, I just don't think he would be putting that. But I don't think he'd want no, to be No, I think that's position. like one of the writers is, you know. A creative agent maybe might be yeah, a better way to creative. put it. Yeah, because I see Chip building him a nice little team around him. A nice team around him. A nice team. Another dude that's making noise outside of WWE. He's starting to make noise with this all this crusade, and that's Nick Aldis, man. Who? Nick Aldis. Ald- oh, yeah. yeah Did you hear his interview definitely. with Wade? I didn't. Anything new or poignant or anything come out of that if you heard it? Why don't you be taking care? And then from there, we're going to see what he's going to start. No, I actually watched it on YouTube. Trying to what kind of program they have. I actually watched it on YouTube. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. They got him They got him in a crimson, paired off now. And they talked about pretty much, you know, like their friendship and shit like that. And he was like, well, you really don't know me as well as you think you do. Like, promo work and all that. Like, I'm anxious to see that all-in shit, too, because I believe he'll probably find a place on that card as well, on that all-in show. Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah, he's as the NWA champion, you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's going to be their poster boy. Like, it wouldn't surprise me to see him in the Bullet Club, you know, soon or t- hmm. All right. All right, Mike, we're going to move on and uh, get some of these emails and these other calls. Oh, shit. As he drops off. <laughs> I ain't want to talk to you anyway, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, going back to a non-VIP email from Craig, who has who sent two, a VIP and a non-VIP. His, his non-VIP is, hey, guys, hope you're having a good show, uh, having a fun show. I wish I could join you live tonight, but I have to work. <clears throat> Tonight's my last night of work before my 11-day-long vacation. Uh, and one of the highlights of my vacation will be speaking to you guys next week. Uh, miss you guys and wanted to send along a couple questions. One, my sister and I will be going to Brooklyn for the third consecutive year during SummerSlam weekend. I've never actually been to SummerSlam, but we're going to be staying so close to the Barclays that I might grab a cheap ticket if I can find one. 
But my sister decided that we're going to do an Airbnb instead of a hotel this time. It's cheaper than the motel scene. So I was wondering, since you, I've never used Airbnb or anything similar, have you guys? Um, I have not. Um, I haven't. I'm trying to. What did I use? Um, I'm trying to think if I used anything close to, like, Airbnb or, or. I mean, probably just, like, Uber or uh, Ride Austin or. But I hear everything I've heard about Airbnb is the I don't want to call them horror stories, but they're like, but you're fine because you're a white guy. It's always like racist shit, like people that'll. I, I this 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 Chinese lady was in California last year, and she hooked up. She set up an Airbnb, you know, paid whatever the deposit or the whole you know whatever whatever you know the cost. And she was literally like, you know, moments away, not moments, but like an hour away from the place. And somehow the people found out she was Asian and like messaged her like, yeah, no, we don't rent to Asians. And like took her listing off and like denied her the place. And she didn't have a place to stay. And and then it became like a big deal. I think she sued sued those folks, or Airbnb ended up, uh, oh, she took a bunch of screenshots and stuff, and Airbnb uh, uh, took them off as, a, like, an official, like, or as a, as an Airbnb host. So, all, everything I've heard was just, like, black and brown people going, I had a terrible experience with Airbnb, so that's not really, and, and, and I'm, a, and I, say that understanding that that's not everybody's experience or even the majority of, of people's experience. But that's what I think of when I think of Airbnb. Like, yeah, it's like, shit, I'm glad my name is Travis Bryant and not fucking, you know, you know, Tyrone Jenkins or some shit. Text from Rich. Nice. Because I definitely could use some co-hosting. Rich, what up? Welcome to the show. Not much. Not much. I saw. I was. I just called in and heard the Airbnb and figured out yeah, what it is. Do you have a like... history or anything? You know? Do you have a an Airbnb story or or recommendation or anything yeah it's the big thing is looking to your point looking at the reviews and seeing how diverse the renters are that was the first thing i did in denver but again remember craig and and his sister this this isn't an issue for them so yeah (laughs) i mean that can be you know for everybody else that's a tip but i don't think uh yeah but for craig it's yeah just look let's say discriminate against fat guys with goatees then Craig, you Dang. Got, you got Why you got? Oh. What? Ouch. Craig's a bad guy. With a good just like, why are you going for this man's throat? Me? I'm not. I think Craig's like, yeah, I'm a fat guy with a goatee. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. He's like, it's yeah, fine. I don't I mean, discriminate against fat guys with a goatee. <laughs> the, uh, the big thing is making sure. 
Um, is it for Mania? That was the only thing I didn't hear. What time frame? Uh, SummerSlam in Brooklyn. He's going for him and his sister for the third year in a row. Okay, so for him, I would say the biggest is make sure you time it. So the closer you are to SummerSlam, the more likely it is people will realize other people are making more money than they are in that neighborhood in terms of Airbnbs and figure out that there's something going on. If you can get it, book it now or as soon as possible, do that. Right, right. Yeah. Because that will save you money in the long run. And uh, I would also consider if you're going to be using Uber, renting a car, whatever. I mean, it's New York City, so I'd probably say transportation is better than not going with the car. Right, transportation. I mean, transportation. Probably shouldn't be your number one concern in in Brooklyn. You'll be be fine. And so, yeah, I liked it. I really liked my experiences. I mean, the first one was in New York for WrestleMania back when it was the Roxena rematch. Okay, so then, yeah, so we rented a house. It was a bunch of us. We rented an entire house, and then when I went to Denver, I rented a apartment with some coworkers because we had a snafu with paperwork, so we wound up being in Denver an extra day more than the office was going to pay for. So we rented the place, and it wasn't bad. It was awesome. Yeah. And the person had it set up so that her partner live somewhere else so she was close by but it wasn't like the story you were telling where we were like oh because it was me she met us it was a you know you had a black dude an asian woman and a white woman staying at her apartment and no one like she wasn't like flipping out because it's Denver first of all if anything it was funny to see the parents who were dropping their kids off at the apartment and smelling the copious amounts of weed that were emanating from most of the other, like, apartments on the first level. Like, I remember this one mom was just like, wait, what's going on? I was not. That is not my party, but Denver is all about it, so. But they're smart because they're like, for people who want to try to get in and get slick, it's only for local residents that you can go to the dispensary, so people were like... Hey, buddy, why don't you come on over, buddy? I actually met a dude from Cleveland. Wait, what do you mean? If you guys look. Not true. Like, you have to, if yeah. I go to Denver right now, about? I can go into a dispensary and buy pot. Hey, you can try. You can try. Wait. wait. <laughs> Rich, there's issues in, like, Arkansas and play the, the border states that because people go to Colorado, buy weed, and come back to fucking you know, wherever they're from, Colorado or, or, or Arkansas or whoever's, you know, a border state. You can, they're not, obviously not lo- locals. It's recreation. Imagine, <laughs> imagine them going, let me see some ID. Oh, you don't live here? Get out of my store. No, it's recreation. It's for sale. It's like going in a wall, any, any Walmart now or any sporting goods store. And, you know, I can buy an AR-15 if I want. And I don't have to be from town. All right. I'm just saying it's not you don't have to have a med- medical card anymore. It's not that's not the thing. Washington, Oregon or Okay. Washington, California, Colorado. Well, wait, wait, Oregon. calm down, Dr. Weedmore. Dr. Weedmore. 
I, where I was at in Denver, where I was going to a conference for my job, the only places around were the medical dispensaries, which require a local residency and a prescription. You see, you didn't say that. Now you're saying it. I didn't get a chance to because you went into your. Oh, because I, yeah. How I just dare you? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. You were a ball. You went with ISO, ISO Trav, and I didn't get a chance <laughs> to call the, tr- the, the the one high pick play. And, you know, there we go. Turnover. Air ball. I'm trying to pass you the ball on the high post, and you over in the elbow, like, where's the ball? I thank all of that knowledge for NBA 2K. <laughs> yeah, because I have no experience. Oh, man, I love that. The only thing I know, and if Craig, if you go back to God, whenever it was, I think it was like two years ago, three years ago when I went to Denver, we did an East Coast cast while I was in Denver, and I talked about the fact that I met a dude there who was from Cleveland who wasn't sure about you know, he was thinking so far ahead. He's like, he wasn't sure about the election. And his company sent him to a marijuana convention because they sold paper based out of Cleveland. So they might, you know, the CEO wasn't big on weed, but they sold enough paper product that that would be a great ancillary product to be in the market for yeah. if it did ever go national. Oh, yeah. So they didn't want to send a higher up. So they sent him because they were like, he's like right in that sweet spot of no one knows. He's not necessarily an exec, but he's like a middle manager. And he wouldn't be a person like if you got a picture of him going to this conference where they could just disavow him. Yeah, yeah. All right, Greg continues. Number two, I heard one of the recent South Congress pods where you guys were discussing legendary comedians. I loved it because I absolutely love stand-up. I agree with almost all of your sentiments, in parentheses, and Martin is 100% a legend. It's not just for his roles in Nothing to Lose in Blue Streak. If not just for his roles for Nothing to Lose in Blue Streak. Well, I wouldn't agree with that. Mm. But he is definitely 100% a legend. Uh, most guys you mentioned were legendary for stand-up, but don't, you didn't include much comedic work outside of stand-up, writers, actors, and such. Who would you consider to be legendary in comedy without being stand-ups? Um... Just one that's on my mind right now, and I think it would possibly be controversial, not controversial, but arguable. Like people could say, no, he hasn't done enough or he hasn't had enough success, whatever. But I think Keenan Thompson, having a 16-year run, the the longest run on SNL in SNL history, uh, after coming off of, you know, being like a super successful child actor, child comedic comedic actor at that you know a good burger and the nickelodeon stuff i think he's if not a legend which i you know he's definitely on his way if he can if he can do something significant after snl whether this is his last season or or he's got one or two left in him he's definitely got to be in that conversation i don't know if he's in it yet uh but just because he's on my mind um um, I would say he sh- he he should be soon, sooner than later. Again, all it's going to take is one successful thing outside of one writing credit. You find out, you know, he's like, you know, head writer on like, <laughs> you know, Atlanta season four or something. You know, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's you know, kind of like if you look at um, Moe's. If you look at Moe's from The Office, he created uh, Parks and Rec. 
and then just created the good place and something else that's coming out. And you're like, you never would have guessed this guy, in addition to being like an okay, funny dude in a hit comedy, had the chops to do that. And I think Keenan would be in the same boat. Like, people wouldn't give him the respect he deserves for Keenan and Kel or Saturday Night Live. But if he did the show, you're like, oh, wow, he really is. He does have a good mind for comedy. Which isn't fair because you should be able to see his body at work and realize that, but, you know, it is what it is. Let me think of anyone else. Um, oh, friggin', uh, well, she's stand-up. I was going to say Kathy Griffin. I listened to, uh, or she was on, on Real Time uh, last week, and, and she was really good. Um, but I didn't realize she's never had an agent. She's never had a publicist mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's all her, it's just all, all her. grinding. She makes her date, or she she books her dates, she books her all that, her tours, all that kind of stuff. So I didn't realize she was a uh, she was she was such a hard worker. She's clearly super prolific because she's you know just always working, as she always points out. But somebody outside of stand up, oh Neil Brennan, hell yeah. Co co creator of the Chappelle show, right? You know, he, he co wrote a lot of those, you know, probably a lot of your favorite Chappelle skits. You know, Neil Brennan was directly but a legend, you know, I don't I don't know if he gets to that point. Again, he's still in his prime, you know, forty something year old, early forties I think. You know. Um it's just that writers and stuff, they just don't get the, you don't remember them. You don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of, uh, like who is it? Uh, they're out there, they got specials, they've got CDs, you know, so. so and even the writers so are mostly like, if you, if you ever look, I think, Craig, this would be good for you too. If you look on HBO right now, there's a series called uh, Crashing. And it, it it shows how the whole world of comedy works with a guy who it's based on his real life. It's like a loose autobiography, kind of like Curb Your Enthusiasm. His wife left him after cheating on him with someone else, and he's a stand-up comedian, and she was a school teacher. And he's showing soup to nuts, like, how the grind works. So he's meeting, like, Artie Lang and finding out, yeah, you could be a drug addict and a good comedian and make a ton of money, but then it's gone. And he's meeting with uh, people who are doing like there's a most people don't know when you go to most TV shows there's a stand up guy who does the commercial jokes just to keep the crowd going and like that's a job most comedians have to struggle through or if you ever been to a comedian that's in a club there's usually some especially in New York Baltimore Philadelphia things like that where you got to be on the street selling like X number of tickets before they'll even let you in the room. Like Chris Rock talks about that and how like that was so demeaning because you're on the side of the road and people obviously aren't going to listen to you. Like, oh yeah, I'll take the ticket. And you're dying because you need five people to show up with the ticket with your name on it before they'll give you time upstage. And then if you're a writer and you're doing stuff on the side, you're not getting the credit because they're like, well, what do you know? You're just a writer. It's kind of like, um, with WWE where it's like, what are you talking about? You can't talk to the boys because you only write. And it's the same thing with comedians, yeah. very territorial. That's uh, wild. I mean, Craig's always got good questions, man. 
Yeah, I think a guy like Jimmy Kimmel just is is up there because and and just all those late all the current late night guys have a good chance. Hey, I mean, I'm Colbert. On the phone. He he's definitely got a shot. I'm on the phone, Mr. Travis. Come on, Magoo, interrupt him. Yeah, he coming through wild. Okay, he's, he's he knows bottle flips now. Dion Cole, maybe he writes for. He's on uh, Blackish and Grownish. He also used to write for Conan. What about? But again, um, I I just don't know enough about these guys. B J Novak. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. Office, and he's just such a. He's and he was a remember so he was much. before they introduced him to the character in the office. He had been writing. Right, he wrote on the office. But no, but then he became a character on it. No, that's right. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, so, like, yeah, very few guys me, are going to get that chance. Yeah. But unless you like follow, unless you make, unless you uh, pay attention to like uh, writing credits, you're not going to necessarily know, you know, certain folks. So, all right, for the sake of. Uh, Time. Let's uh, move on. Hey, Trey, Trey, get out. I'm on the phone. Uh, number three, base. That's rude, sir. Now Magoo's going to be all sad. Uh, based on what cards are sh- the cards are shaping up to look like, if you only had enough money to, to go one event, WrestleMania weekend, would you choose? Decent seats at NXT TakeOver or nosebleed seats at WrestleMania? Yeah, I'm going with the decent seats at at TakeOver. Yeah, and thanks to our email, I will be – my plan is – let's see. I'm looking at my spreadsheet now. I will be going to decent seats at TakeOver. And – everything else, you know. I mean, we've talked about this on the VIP side, but yeah, I'm going to the WrestleAble Con show on Thursday. Progress on Friday. Joey Janela's on Friday. Progress on Saturday. Takeover Saturday. WrestleMania, I will watch somewhere from the comfort in the region. And then Raw, I will attend live. Yeah, I got some questions about that. Uh, about the credentials we get. Like, so I'm blaming Wade. I'm totally blatant <laughs> Wade. Yeah, Wade. I'm blaming Wade because the dude sent the first one. I was like, oh, so it's just Travis is going. I see how it is. And then out of nowhere, it was like, no interview. I was like, son of a – what did Wade yeah, do? Yeah, they sent that re-up like, nope, no interviews. You will not be able to interview the talent. Like, I didn't expect to, but thanks for clearing it up. Like, um, Number four, I just got <clears throat> I just got jumped – I got jumped when I was in high school. Someone broke a tree branch over my chest, and another guy smacked my hand with a glass bottle. Jesus Christ. A blood vessel popped in my hand, and it was the worst pain than any bone I've ever sprained or broken. Uh, What's the worst injury you've ever sustained in a fight? Oh, a black eye? I mean, I don't don't fight. I'm not the one to be throwing hands. No way. But the yeah, worst injury period was, was, a, was probably a football knee injury uh, when I was 15. 
playing, you know, playing football. That was uh, that was tough. Uh, play, uh, plantar fascia, but that's more of a that's more duration. That's more. Yeah. It's a month that I'm dealing with this fucking foot. Not, bam, it hurts. You know, and then you go get a fix. You know, break or sprain. So I would say, yeah, the, the, the football knee injury. I've been very lucky in my life to avoid like uh, major painful injuries. Like I got stabbed in the face, but I don't never. I don't remember that like really hurting. It was just super bloody, and I had to get my face stitched up. Um, but again, it didn't. I don't. It, it, the, the pain isn't something I remember. I remember you know, running home with a you know, bloody face and chest and my dad thinking I got shot because I had a hole in my face Oof. Um, yeah do you have a yeah, broken bone stuff pain pain stuff Rich mm, uh, for me I think the worst injury I ever had not enough I mean, not in a real fight. In a real fight, it would have been like a bloody nose or like a busted lip or something. He said uh, I broke a tree branch over his chest. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like that's a rough one. Like the the worst injury I had was from and judo. Did the guy specifically break the bottle on your hand? Or did, did your hand just get in the way of his swing or, or something like that? I can't imagine. Imagine I got a bottle in my hand and a guy I want to hit with it, and I go, "Ooh, look at those knuckles!" And then crash, <laughs> you know, like no, hit him in the face or something. Look at those knuckles. Yeah, look at those knuckles. They're just cruising for, a, you know, some glass in them. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, damn, Craig. Find out Craig had a rough life. Craig from the street, uh, you ain't nothing with Craig. Right? Craig, like, I'm from the team, motherfucker, Toledo. <laughs> uh, number four, I got, or uh, number five, pick a single moment or decision in your life that had a quote-unquote butterfly effect on the rest of your life. If you had the capability to see your alternate universe like the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, would you want to see it? Whew. Hope you guys have a great night. Have a great weekend and my favorite time of the year. This is my favorite time of the year. Tourney, I guess uh, March Madness, St. Patrick's Day, and my birthday are all mm-hmm. in the same week. Oh, cool. Good for you. Oh, wow. Craig. How, how old's Craig? Craig's our age? Or is he older I think or so. younger? Yeah. I think um, he's around the same. Yeah, I think so. I mean, going to Norfolk State, like, I think if I went to Penn State, like, everybody else, and I say everybody else, like, eight of my friends went to Penn State, and I had to be the one to go to fucking Virginia for college. Uh, I don't know if I would have graduated from Penn State, because it was a lot of, but I would have certainly had a lot more fun than I had at Norfolk State, because Norfolk State was, like, 13th grade. Like, my freshman year, there was no co-ed visitation. My sophomore year, you had to, like, sign in and leave your ID at the front. Meanwhile, my buddy Seymour is in Penn State, and he would call, and I remember one day we were talking, and I'm like, what's all that noise in the background? He's like, oh, we're having a party on our floor. 
Okay, baller. <laughs> yeah, in a co-ed dorm, men on one floor, women on the next, women on the next, women. On, you know, so they had floors, gender specific, but not the entire building. And he's like, yeah, no, you just walk people walking up and down the hallways with beer and like it was just so like. Yes, we're all adults, and here we are in this HBCU, and it was the same at all HBCUs, North Carolina, A&T, Hampton. They all had really whack-ass rules, like no co-ed visitation and that bullshit. Like, I'm a fucking adult, and you don't trust me to have a, a, a woman in my room? What kind of bullshit is this? So... Uh, I'd have, I, yes, I think, and, and I, and I made some, some okay friends, uh, you know, two friends, uh, that I'm still friends with now, and it's like, and I understand if I was able to go back and change things, I wouldn't have those friends, and I'm okay with that. Sorry, Frank, sorry, Javon, but, <laughs> you know, um, so I think that's an easy one, college, which college I went to. You know, as far as butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you have one or two or whatever. Now, what was the question again? Because I completely like I was so engrossed in the story, I forgot oh, why. Oh, a single moment it. or decision in your life that had a butterfly effect on the rest of your life. And if you've oh, oh also boy. the second part I didn't answer. If you had the capability to see your your alternate your alternate universe, like it's a wonderful life, would you want to see it? No, not if I'm, like, super successful and motivated and driven and, like, uh, you know, you know, hot, hot Asian wife, you know, (laughs) you know, some gorgeous kids that are super respectful and grow up to be like, you know, you know, no, I don't want to see that shit. But if I'm, like, a bum in that alternate life, sure, show me, because then I'll feel a lot better about, you know... (laughs) My bullshit life I got now. <laughs> I would say, let's see, butterfly flight. Man, Craig going with VIP level stuff during the free portion. Oh, he got one for us for VIP too. This was his oh, I like that camp. card. I already got ideas. I already got ideas about that one. Um, I would say the butterfly effect for me was choosing Pitt over uh, my scholarship to Harvard. Because um, it would have been different. I would not have met a number of my friends. I did. I never would have met Tom or Jackie in Pittsburgh, which led me to get involved with like local Pittsburgh wrestling and meeting all these WWE Wait, guys. You know I would not. That would change my entire life. Yeah. I'm just. I was just going Man. from the wrestling side, but I, that would change my entire life. I would have gone there. Man. I don't know if I would have finished there because. I would have had a full ride, but they, that doesn't cost the that doesn't cover the cost of living. So with my brothers still going to college two years after me, and if their lives stayed the same, they wound up staying in college a little longer because of injuries and other issues. So that would have meant my folks couldn't have afforded to cover the exorbitant additional cost. Yeah. Right. <sighs> because at the time, Pitt was like eight thousand a year. No, no, um, twelve thousand a year. And I had a scholarship, and then I was an RA, so that covered everything but like two thousand bucks, undergrad wise. Um, right. As opposed to Harvard, which would have been like twelve thousand a semester additional. So that would have been so much debt and so much just for me to still not know what I was doing, 
because I found myself really when I went to Pitt as far as the stuff I was doing. So yeah, that would have changed it, and I I don't even know if I want to see it. Like, oof. <laughs> you want to see Harvard man Rich uh, Rich's life? No, because it would have been it would have been Atlanta. I would have run out of money and then went back to the Poconos and just been miserable. Or I'd have been earned. No, see, you would have been <laughs> you'd have been earned. No, 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 no. See, I'm thinking you would have you know, made your way in Harvard and, you know, found a way to make it to make it work. And then you'd have probably ended up marrying some white woman. Or or Dang. marrying some Russian state you know, when you were in the state you know, you'd have taken oh, would have been, yeah, they would have been one. maybe work for the State Department still and then, you know, spend some time in Russia still. Like maybe all that doesn't change except, you know, where you came from instead of Pitt, it's Harvard. And you would have uh Yep, you you and you and Svetlana would would be married now, and you have Lana. a little uh, little Ruski, little five year old Ruski running around your house, and find out that she's secretly been working for Putin the whole time. Oh my God! It was a setup the whole time. <laughs> so then now he's like, you know, if I want to keep my family, I got to start dropping info. You know, uh-huh. like, you know, hey, this investigation, maybe you help make sure it doesn't get off the ground. <laughs> so now I'm dry even in the office bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Rex Tillerson's coming through, and I'm like, yeah, I heard Rex talking that cash. <laughs> no, you would have had to present, you would have had to, you'd have been the guy Standing next to Putin as he presented Rex Tillerson, Rex Tillerson with that. This, this like, star of like award? friendship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd have been standing there with the black lacquered box, uh, opening it with the little, with the with the with the with the gold star like that Rusev used to wear. <laughs> All right. Um, That's amazing. So Craig goes, yeah, I uh, hope you uh, have a great night, guys. Have a great weekend. This is my favorite time of year. Oh, I read that, read that. Okay. So thanks, Craig, for the email. Um, oh, you know what? Let's get to Retward. So Retward Von Dornberg, he emailed us last year and sent in a bunch of tracks. Wait a minute, is it? I was going to say, is this like, that sounds like somebody made up a name. No, this is like a real deal, like a musician guy. You know, he uh, he makes music. And um, mm-hmm. if I could find the track, I uploaded it earlier. Studio. At least I thought I... Gucci, Lil Yachty. <laughs> I ain't heard that in a while. Let me play that for a bit. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause they get caught like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota. Call like Minnesota. You need to stay up out the streets. Alright, I need to really like I I don't understand why this up this 
this audio didn't. All in Minnesota. Um, let's go to. I got way too many men in the driveway. Way too many men in the driveway. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, cars, cars. Mm-hmm. Cars. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, let's uh, let's bring Brian on because we're. I didn't realize we had five minutes left in the damn show. Or oh, crap. Two. VIP. I'm watching Alistair Black out here stalking this signing table. Yeah. Uh, what's happening, Brian? What up? Hey, Chad. Hey, Rich. Hopefully you both have a real good night. I will uh, make this yeah, quick. Yeah, thanks. Um, oh, okay. You're welcome. So um, speaking about the Craig, uh, the Craig question of fighting, um, my biggest thing would have been, I would have been, I think, in the seventh grade, and the kid was in the eighth grade. A bully, even though I was taller than him, but I was like a, uh, uh, I wasn't very physical, you know, being having been a really thin guy. But he like sucker punched me, and uh, mm. like black in my and black my eye, and you know I'm running around mm. crying, um, um, and that was like my biggest thing. But I never had any broken bones or anything like that. So that was probably my biggest. Uh, Did you ever have like I a had. big in, or okay maybe not a broken bone, but like in in karate and stuff? Any any uh, any painful. You know, catch a knee to the groin or anything like that. Now, actually, it's interesting. Um, so I've, I, I started conditioning myself wearing a, uh, a cup probably, uh, probably almost from the beginning. So now mm-hmm. I wear it all the time, even if we're not sparring. I'm just so used to wearing it, so it's kind of just like a thing now. But this one time, we had this one kick that's called a, re- a reverse round kick. It's kind of a sneaky kick, but it's actually pretty cool. It's hard to do because most people do it wrong. But this one kid, I was showing how to do it showing him how to do it. And I said, okay, well, I want you to try kick me. And then he, he would have kicked me, like, right in the groin if I wouldn't wear my cup that time. Um, but one time I did have another kid who I was showing him how to use, use our staff, our both staff, and he jabbed me in the eye with it. And um, oh, shit. that was, you know, uh, pretty ugly. You know, and he was pretty upset, and his mom was pretty upset. And I told him I would be okay, but it was, like, um, pretty ugly. But other than that, no broken bones or anything like that. Very. So, um, so what's, uh, yeah, what's on your mind uh, regularly? Regularly, a couple wrestling topics. Well, um, yeah, let's do um, a couple wrestling topics. So I, I, I don't ever forget it, but you have to be reminded every once in a while. But, man, Big E has a huge chest. Because that, um, the, 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 I don't want to call it a singlet, but what he was wearing Now, are you talking Tuesday, about the barrel? Oh, the, are you talking about the width of it, like the barrel? He's talking like about the girth chest, and the width. Are the individual pecs? Because both like, are fucking giant. <laughs> well, everything, yeah, like you said, everything is. Everything, you know, yeah. Sometimes you just, you just kind of forget. But, man, when he came out with that, I was like, my God, this guy is like, you know, like bowling balls. You know, I was like, my God, he's it, huge. It wasn't even – it was more the fact that he got to come out and cut a – like, when was the last time we got to see a a serious uh, – besides before last week with, uh, against the Usos, but a standalone – promo like that like that was that was a good interview i thought and then no uh all indianapolis none of that and i was like my god no nope. stuff was serious which made sense yep why yeah, oh, yeah that totally that fit um so i'm a uh as yourselves know uh trav and rich i'm a pretty mild guy you know i just kind of come in and do my thing and then leave and i didn't i didn't have a crazy high school life or anything um, but I'm watching that the trailer for this Blockers movie that Cena's going to be in, and I'm thinking people are crazy. 
because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little absurd. Yeah, it's absurd because if 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 if, if I remember seeing that preview for the the extended trailer for the first time, and I was just my first thought was, is this how it is for kids these days? <laughs> like, wow. But but that's how movies are. I remember as a kid, like I can't wait to get to college. It's going to be now. I, I as I explained earlier, I just went to the wrong bullshit ass college that I didn't have get to have that real authentic college ex- party experience. But I remember thinking, like, your idea of high school or something was from what you saw on TV as a kid in the 80s and 90s, you were so disappointed when you actually finally got to high school or college. Like, this isn't any way like it is. <laughs> I agree. So, yeah, and, uh... it's, you know... But but I think the Blockers movie is a lot more, I think it's a lot more, uh, you know, realistic than we as late 30s and Brian mid-40s guys would, would, would like to or could admit. Like, unfortunately or fortunately, whatever, that's how, like, kids are with their, you know, white kids are with their parents a lot of the times. Like, they have a lot of freedom. Like, I can't, I just think of what it would have been like if my mom knew I was, or my pop knew I was on some, like, weird, like, well, I wasn't a virgin, but some sex thing. It was, it's just, like, they're just so accepting. And, like, yeah. But, again, it's movies. I don't want to attribute this to, like, everybody. So, uh, I know the time's pretty much up. I hope we both have a real good night. I should drop an email to the exclusive Daddy portion of the East Coast. I don't have a whole lot to talk about this week. But as far as the question is concerned, you two can talk about it a little bit time we have left. So, I, mean, I am looking forward to Cam's um, 64 team, tag team uh, tournament bracket. You know, I, you know, I've, uh, you know, people can micromanage it, you know, to death, but at least he put something out there. And, you know, yeah, he missed some people, but, you know, you know, it, it Everybody's age, unless you're like 100 years old, you know, you can, you know, a Stanley Fabisco and Scotch teamed up together, so they need to be a team, you know, so you can micromanage everything to death. But they so did a really good job. So what I like you and um, Richard talk about, traps is as far as NXT Tag Team Champions, so I asked uh, somebody else this question. So if you, who is your favorite NXT Tag Team Champion? The reason why I'm saying, and I'm going to preface why I say Lucha Dragons, I really like, I really like them. But and I'm not counting anybody before the network came on came on board. With the tag so titles? Anybody? The tag team titles, yeah. So I'm not talking about the Lucha uh, Dragons like know, or NXT, um, NXT champions. Yeah, they yeah they beat Ascension actually, they, or beat the Ascension. Oh, okay. I'm talking I'm not talking about any team before the Ascension. So it would have been like um, with Oliver Gray and um, Aaron and and ne- Aaron Neville, <laughs> and uh, Neville were the first NXT tag team. But it's not him. <laughs> Not counting them because I didn't, I didn't see them uh, live. So if you two want to talk about that, I'll hang on and listen in the time you have left. I hope you both have a real good night and um, good night to East Coast cast. Um, oh, you know, hey, by the way, before I uh, let yeah. you go, talking about uh, old songs, and I meant to ask you this a long time ago. You're probably not going to like this, but the song I've heard from the East Coast cast in a long time. I know the reason why is like "Keep My Name Out Your Mouth." That song. We should play that sometime. Oh. <laughs> 
it's like right. It's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking right at it because uh, because I was going to. Uh, my name out your mouth. Yeah. Cause you don't know what the fuck you talking about. Yeah. Wait, who's with this? Cause you don't know what the fuck you talking about. Conferences 
about video game music. Like, you know, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to Japan this weekend. We've got a video game theme song or, you know, uh, uh, conference. Sleep is like, the best Fly to Japan and listen to and talk about and, and dissect video game music? Wow. <laughs> That's a job, um, man. Yeah. He says, when it's time to begin a new piece, I was wondering, what would it be like to create a piece with this very special sound of the, of the chiptunes, but without having to deal with limit, the limitations that the composers back then were facing? In other words, what would happen if I would do a full music production with all the bells and whistles using this sound? Uh, what would that sound like? Is it possible, or would it still simply remain a curiosity? So, yeah, so go check out uh, thecaravel.net. T-H-E-C-A-R-A-V-E-L dot net. And that's where you'll find uh, Von Dornberg's uh, works, description of his works. And um, if you want to email him, hit him up at <coughs> RVD, Brettward Von Dornberg, RVD at thecaravel dot net. So, yeah, if you're, if you're, Interested, or if you want to say, "Hey, I heard you on the East Coast Cast," um, hit him up. He's in he's in Berlin. Um, his bio: Retwark von Dornberg has many years' experience in writing, recording, and performing music. His music is, his music has been featured on radio, TV, and movies, video games. In addition, smaller and well large small in addition, smaller as well as larger ensembles have played his music, where he's gained experience as a conductor. He studied at the Musicians mm. Institute at the University of California, Los Angeles, and has had the opportunity to learn from the acclaimed film composers and Academy Award winners such as James Newton Howard, Alvin Silve- uh, Silvestri, and Hans Zimmer. So, Redward isn't fucking around. So, go check him out. Yeah. Check out his music. If you like it, download it. You know, it's all available. Or at least a decent amount is available. So... Appreciate the email, uh, Rhett Ward. Um, yeah, keep doing your keep doing your thing, and uh, yeah, glad you thought about us when you when you release your new your new single. Uh, non VIP from A Train. This is Anthony in California. I wanted to start off by saying I enjoyed Travis with Wade on Monday, but I disagree with your take on Nia Jax when you said she should be the heel in the feud with Alexa. I think she's done an amazing she's done amazing work these couple past couple of months months <clears throat> and fans have taken notice. Not only that, Bliss plays the conniving, manipulative heel so great that it was only a matter of time before she got her comeuppance from the friend she's been manipulating for months. But I go back to something you guys said last week regarding Mustafa Ali. Someone suggested he should be a heel simply because of his name. But his response was, because of his name, it's important for him to be a great babyface. I feel the same with Nia. Yeah, her size makes her great, a great heel. But in today's body-positive society, I think it's important that Nia can be a face against, a body shaming, well, against body-shaming bullies. I know you didn't mean anything bad by saying, uh, I know you didn't mean anything bad by saying that, as you are on record saying she's attractive, uh, which I agree with. I think she's gorgeous. Uh, but I do think this angle can work <clears throat> and wanted to get both you guys' opinions on the feud as well as do you think this angle will be a success? Thanks and always enjoy the show. Look forward to listening later this week. 
Um, yeah, Anthony, I, I think she's more than attractive. I fucking love Nia Jax, like, from the beginning. Like, if you follow me on Instagram, I mean, you can go back to 2015, and I'm posting, like, Nia Jax, please marry me videos and pictures and shit. Like, um, but my thing wasn't because she's big and Alexa small, she should be the heel and Alexa the face. That just, it just works out that way. Um, or, 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 yeah, yeah, it just, she just, that just happens to be how it is. But Alexa's, as, as her character has gotten over, has gotten that response that we are all too familiar with. The cool heel starts getting cheered. So I thought it just made sense to, to, the audience wants to cheer Alexa Bliss. They don't necessarily necessarily want to cheer Nia Jax. Like, Alexa Bliss is clearly going to be an effective babyface one day. And I thought that day would be now, and 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 because it just worked. It just, the all the pieces were in place. The crowd is getting behind her. She, you know, and then you take, and then you look at the, the size stuff, and that was just, the easy visual to, to, to see, but I just think Alexa is a better baby face than Nia Jax will be. All right. Like Nia is a, or Alexa's a better heel than Nia Jax is a heel, but she's also a better baby face. I think because, just because she has better mic skills and, and can convey her point a lot clearer and better than Nia Jax can. Nia relies on the physical part. Alexa Bliss being, you know, five feet of fury, you know, has to rely on her personality. I think people want to cheer Alexa Bliss. Now that might change that she, you know, she's a bitch and a body shamer and all that. But what was your quote? What was your line? Uh, her size makes her a great heel in today's body positive society, positivity society. Yes, I think that's an aspect of our society, a very small aspect of our society. Right? Like, I can get fooled because I follow, what's her name? Her name's like Body Posse Panda on Instagram or Letitia Cat Cat, or a lot of the, number one, it's not because I like the body positive movement. I like fine-ass big women. That's just, (laughs) I like women. But if you, hmm, fam. Go to Letitia Cat's uh, uh, Instagram and tell me she ain't the – oh, my God, right? So so my thing isn't necessarily – you know, I could be fooled and be like, yeah, we're living in this – like with Obama, we live in a post-racial world, America. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. Just like you can find a ton of body body positive people on social media, Ashley Graham has you know made women over you know two hundred pounds plus feel they could put on a bathing suit or a silk, uh, sexy outfit and show off their curves, show off their cleavage, you know, just nor like normal, normal, just like skinny women have been able to do for years. You can living in and being in that bubble of, of me following all these you know, uh, plus-size models and, and suicide girls that are, like, they're, like, super body uh, diverse, you know, in the suicide girls uh, community. 
I could fool myself and go, wow, we're really changing. America and the world of society at large is changing. And But for real, for real, it's just like Obama. Like, yeah, we elected a black guy, but still half the com- country, or at least a good third of them, are still super fucking racist. It's just bigots. Like, just simply because, you know, for no reason, because ah, that's guy, that guy's black or brown. I don't like him. Period. But living in that bubble, people got like, wait a second, how did Trump win? I thought we were, you know, how did he not only win, how did he win on a platform of xenophobia, racism, and sexism? Well, because we all lived in our fucking liberal, liberal bubble and our progressive bubble in our big, you know, northeast cities of Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and where, you know, and we got fooled into thinking, oh, we're past bigotry and all that nope we're, we're not but you do make a good point and she as a baby face could go go far or go have a good a good uh she could be a good you know a role model or a good whatever to like kind of uh you know uh, uh throw that right back in their faces like look at me i'm 200 plus pounds but i'm fine as shit Dude still want to fuck me and treat me, you know, do still want to treat me like a piece of meat. I mean, I guess that's like the object, the, the, the goal of like body positive shit. Like, yeah, I think God, I want guys to drool over me and pe- me, treat me like a piece of meat too. Just like they do like a, a you know, a skinny, uh, 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 woman. Um, I just, you know, that one line living in a body positive society, like, yeah, for some <laughs> but don't think Nia Jax DMs and messages and Facebook and Instagram pictures are full of hatred and fat shaming. So, yeah, but you do, Anthony, make a good point. Uh, um, but I don't think just because she's a big woman make her the baby face. I still think naturally she's the heel and Alexa Bliss as somebody who's been garnering, uh, Rich dropped off, that's why we don't hear him, garnering attention uh, in the last, uh, you know, year or so. I, I, I just don't, you know, the, the rest of the, m- most of society, most of America is, would still, you know, look at her a certain way and say certain, you know, so. Uh, all right, let's run through these last couple callers. We got uh, Darrell and Willis. Let's talk to Willis down in D.C. Uh, Willis, what's wow. happening? Hey, what's going on, Trav? Um, Not too much, man. I ain't gonna hold up too long, but with the um, whole thing about the Johnny Bravo joint, yeah. you said that it's the video that he put out. He actually has the laptop from the guy that was actually owning the gym. So he actually has the receipts and everything from everybody that was buying the steroids from him. And uh, he was supposed to bring bring out the video last week, but he was saying that the people had used so many different aliases on the laptop that it took them a long time to um, crack the code on the computer. Yep, to decide okay. for who it actually belong belong to, because he was supposed to drop it last week, 
but um, it didn't happen. And the thing with the whole Luther Reigns came out, one of them um, um, wrestling sites that just post stuff to be posting stuff, put it on there and said that that they had said it was Luther Reigns and not Roman Reigns. And everybody else ran with that just because of one rando wrestling site? Yep. And he had to go on his... um, he had to go on his um, Instagram page and actually post Luther Reigns and Roman Reigns are two different people. How am I going to be doing all this research and, and have the two confused? <laughs> and don't know the difference between, yeah, yeah. Because that stretched, that stretched credibility. Like, wait, what? He got them confused? How? So, like that one guy hasn't been in the company for 12 years, 13 years. The other guy's the the guy in the company. So you would, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so okay, that makes sense on. that, you know, one rando news with three Z sites uh, came up with that. I'm just, but yeah. it's one of those things where, like Cam was famous for saying, the jokes are funnier than the facts. Yeah. So you know, and if and, and if I can get a laugh off of this Luther Reigns meme, I'm gonna get these laughs and think about the fact that it was really Roman or you know whatever later. But I'm gonna get these likes. I'm gonna get these retweets in the meantime. Yeah. So he said he's dropping it Friday night. But notice if you pay. That's not exactly the time you drop bombshell information, though. <laughs> That's when you want to drop stuff that gets buried. You drop it on a Friday after the news cycle. <laughs> I mean, if you follow <laughs> politics, that's when they drop, like, yeah, bad news. Like, yeah, the Trump administration did this fuck up. They drop it on a Friday, so they hope the cycle, <laughs> you know, forgets about it by Monday. Yeah, um, but he gonna, it's going to be on his YouTube page. He got a YouTube page. He got, like, 68,000 subscribers or something like that, so... It's going to Which go. means when it does drop, I'll see it. So, yeah, like somebody mm-hmm. else will retweet it or post it on our thing, or somebody in the group yeah. chat will come across it. Yeah, mm-hmm. wrap something up. But no, but did you notice how Vince looked Monday night? He had bags under his eyes. His eyes Bam, he's red like his... the last two years. He's got that weird old man red thing that. Red eye, not red eyes, as if the the the, the cornea, not the cornea, the, the white part. Yeah, I guess that's a cornea. Uh, is red. It's like the outside. You know where you would put where you would put like eyeliner and make it like black or red. All that is all red, and it's just an old man thing. And it's like his eyes are all cat, are, are like have like cataracts and shit. I mean, it's not. I'm not making fun. He's seventy fucking two years old. How is he supposed yeah. to look? But the, yeah, yeah but so he, he's just but, he looks like an old mm-hmm. man now, like yeah, he looks like he somebody's great grandpa. Mm-hmm, but he looked extra stressed that night, for real. I, I didn't notice the extraness. I just noticed a continuation of oof, Vince is looking old, but it's yeah. because Vince is fucking old. It's uh, like you should be allowed yeah. to, you know, you should be allowed to, you know, become an old man or an old woman and and not be. You know, shamed or ridiculed for it, mm-hmm. but, but because it he's so vain and so mm-hmm. conscious, self-conscious, I can't help. 
Mm-hmm. But to uh, so want, point it out, yeah. so he's thinking about mm-hmm. it. One more thing before you let me go. Yeah. It's kind of funny that um, Vince would do a fake suspension of Roman Reigns the same week that this video is supposed to be coming out on on social media yeah. and stuff like that. I, I, I asked Wade on Monday, like, this This makes, when they do the suspension, it just made me think of, oh, shit, is this like a just-in-case kind of thing? And and Wade agreed, like, yeah, you, you know, but I don't think so. The, the match is going to happen. Roman's going to win. He's going to be the champion. And there's nothing... You know, no no video on YouTube unless or yeah on YouTube unless we've got a picture unless we got video of Roman, you know, buying you know vials of fucking test or HGH or or and and it's like a footage you know like that like I don't think anybody's gonna care. I, but I really think the reason why yeah, he shows footage like here's ooh look at. If he zooms into, oh, here, look at this website or look at this uh, spreadsheet. There's it. There it is. Joe Annoy. Yeah, or or, or I, some bullshit alias like Evan Fields for Evander Holyfield. <laughs> you know, like J, J, I don't even know how you, I can't even shorten Joe Annoy. It's already, it's already a super short name. But yeah, Joseph, you know, Joseph, you know, I, I, don't, I don't, yeah, if it's just that, I don't think anybody's going to care. I think he's setting himself up, self up for, for, for people not to give a fuck, right? right? Whatever, Johnny Bravo. Yeah, but one, one more thing you got to think about, why you think they got Braun Strowman when in the tag title match, it's an easy way to get him um, on the sideline just in case that they want to put him in the the um, main event and have it a triple threat match just in case it just should blow up about Roman Reigns. I, just think I, about look, that. I agree with the second half of that. I don't agree that they had him have him run through the tag division and become a tag, you know. I don't think that I know. Happen. I hated that shit, too. I, I think him being Braun Strowman and having wins over Roman and almost wins over Brock is enough that if somehow it at at the last minute they had to substitute, they could make a decent storyline reason why. I don't think you need uh you don't you don't need any of that other stuff. So Yeah, that shit was ass backwards. Alright. Cool man, appreciate the call. Alright, that was uh Willis from D C. Let's uh, talk to our last caller and that's uh Darrell down in Georgia. What? Darrell, what up? What's going on, Trav? Not too much, man. What's going on? Pulling in, you putting in that overtime work, I see. Mm-hmm. Not too much, man. Y'all covered a lot of different stuff today. You know, I enjoyed the whole conversation. Enjoyed what y'all was um, talking about on uh, Atlanta, too. Got to be the favorite show right now that I'm watching anyway. It really is, like, the best thing going right now. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's really good. I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I don't live in Atlanta, but I, I really think like, oh, these are real issues people in that part of the country have to deal with. And I, I think Robin season is, that's a concept that's not, that's familiar with everybody that lives in any kind of urban or fucking low income setting. 
where it's like, shit, I better fucking, you know. They tell you that even at Christmas. Like, watch, you know, you're in the parking lot of a uh, Walmart or mall or something. You know, watch your bags. People are jacking folks. Be careful. So it's very relatable. So real. And just hearing the, my favorite part was hearing the homeboy, the plug, Rob you. That was, that was my favorite part. That was the nicest robbery <sighs> ever on TV. <laughs> Fam, you know I wouldn't do it if I ain't need it, but I need this. <laughs> he was so nice as Rob right. He was so like apologetic, like I hate to do this. I need them keys, dog. I don't need you chasing after me. Like he just felt so bad. Like <sighs> Yeah. But well, the boy was like, Man, I just got out of the car. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> you got the child yeah, lock? Yeah, yeah. He's like open the <laughs> child lock. Child lock. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. that was so hilarious! Yeah, that was people um, call part me of thirty-five, part, man. savage, you know, because I'm I'm thirty-five. Well, soon we'll have to call you thirty-six, savage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that oh, whole that record so... label, that that whole all those scenes at the la- at the record label were just so cringe-inducing. Like, ugh, these people are just. You know, don't know anything about the culture. They just want to make money off of it. That's all they think about. Jump around like monkeys. They're dancing on the table. You dance around, performing like a little monkey. Oh, I meant to ask Cam this. Was that Justin Bieber, supposedly, on on the table? No, that was a um, black guy that was on the table. Right, I know. Remember, Justin Bieber is black on Atlanta. Remember they got into the fight last season? No, that was the um that wasn't Justin Bieber. Um that was uh, one of those new cats that had walked up. You remember at the end when Iron was standing there and the other three guys. I understand, came up? but he was portray- <laughs> and they, and they, they, he was supposed to be Justin Bieber though. No, that was the new guy. You remember they they had the commercial on there? They had the commercial on there, um and that was the guy that was on that commercial that was dancing on that table. Okay, I'm just saying. Go back to season one, watch that episode. He was a, they t- they made Justin Bieber black for Atlanta. Oh yeah, I remember. But that wasn't the guy. That wasn't the character guy. But that was wasn't him though. Movie. Okay, I couldn't. I didn't yeah. know. I'm like, who's that dancing on the table? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was that guy in that that commercial. But um, one thing I was um seeing though the the May Young um situation um. Not me, young, but fabulous moolah. Um, I don't know. I ain't, I ain't one of the ones who own it like that or really care about it or really find the focus on it because it really don't affect me. And um, understand some people are offended because she um, did whatever she did. I just see it as you know when you in that when you in that time and you, you living in well when you in that life. And you live in it, and you in the trenches. You do shit, and it are people upset because she did it, or are they upset because it was done? Period in that time frame. So for for me to be upset, if you just only upset because she did it, well, it was a lot of men who were doing it, and I'm pretty sure a lot of those men wish they could have did it with the success that she did it. So, and if you poo poo them doing it, why are you mad because she did it? Because she was a woman, and or no, I think you mean to say if you didn't give a fuck that they did it. Why are you mad that she did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, no. that's a legitimate point, 
but and that's why I asked Cam, like, is this is this a little misogynistic? Are people mad at Moolah because she's a woman? Like Vince has done way worse. Like Vince Senior got Bruno out of a hospital bed with a a literal broken freaking neck to 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 um um work that match at Shea Stadium or something like that. A big giant, a big money match. What a broken, an actual broken neck. Vince cried and told Bruno, please, we need him, my family, we're going to go bankrupt if we don't have this this show. And got that man to wrestle with a broken neck. Like, no, they're all horrible human beings. But Moolah yeah, demonstrably supplied, it was supplied like, um, yeah, steroids for people. Vince supplied and, and cultivated in that culture. Um, Bam, that's different. He started a business, Listen, Vince supplied, even if Vince, you know, milked the steroid cow himself and, and and poured it in the wrestler's mouths, that is a lot different from, number one, taking 30% of their, sal- of their earnings, pimping them out to, to, to management and to other wrestlers, men wrestlers. That's a little different, Darrell. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. you want to buy some some steroids? Oh, I have some steroids. I'll sell them to you. Is a lot different from oh, you want to be a successful women's wrestler? Well, you gotta fuck this guy, and I'm gonna make money off of it. And uh, that's definitely a different different. Well, how many of these men um, were doing that? Uh, oh, if you want to get in wrestling, you gotta fuck me <laughs> to get um, to sure. get in here. It just isn't as well documented as as Moolah. And we accept that because men are scumbags and do that all over the place. But when you hear a woman doing that to other women, it's like, fuck, what a terrible human being she was. Like, men are just just, just gross and scumbags. Women who over over, um, whorehouses doing that to women back then, who were women over whorehouses, one of my favorite shows of all time, uh, Black Sail. (laughs) <laughs> the the uh, the woman who was over the whorehouse, the main whorehouse, it was a woman, and she was doing dialing and crazy yep. shit to these women. Yeah, shit. So, I just watched know, uh, I just watched the pinky toe scene from Harlem Nights. You know, uh, Vera Walker was the mat was the main chick that ran all the hoes. You know. So, Mr. Calhoun, like, all my hoes is honest. I'm an honest hoe. All my hoes is honest. You know, that's just. It's, One of again, the most famous is, things out there. <laughs> that is uh, different than trapping someone in a situation and saying, "Oh, well, these are the only ways out." It's just, it's just different. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe the ver. You know, maybe not as different. But depending on who you talk to, somebody could go, "Well, those are basically the same thing." I would argue that 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 what Moolah did was worse in a lot of senses than what other people did. Big other, Mama always you know, told me um, one wrong don't um, mean uh, one sin ain't, be- uh, ain't no worse or no better than another sin. A sin is a sin. So they all wrong. Except they one are. wrong, everybody wrong. No, 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 no. Except they are. If I, if I come into your house and – and I don't even want to make it too petty. And I and I steal something valuable, whether it's money or or like a statue or something that's worth money, 
or if I come into your house and I murder your family. Like, those are both sins. You can't tell me one sin isn't worse than the other. Unless you're a fucking I idiot. That I know and, that was worse, worse than the other one, if, you, if we're going to get um, biblical, is um, if you kill yeah. yourself. That's the only one. But every other one can be repented for. And, um, that's ridiculous. Come that's back absurd. From. That's, that's and that's just some man-made religion. bullshit. That's that's men who raped, pillaged, murdered. That go, eh, I want a religion that make that if on my deathbed, Jeffrey Dahmer could have gone could have gone, eh, hey, on his deathbed, oh, I repent in Jesus, 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 and he's in fucking heaven. What kind of system is that? But if a thief, somebody who was a petty thief, went, fuck no, I had to feed my fucking family. I ain't apologizing for shit. He dies. He goes to hell. Fuck no. That's some man-made bullshit to justify garbage behavior. And again, I don't want to get too far in, into that topic uh, because that'll just be, you know, we'll be here for another half hour talking that shit. But no, sins <laughs> but yeah, but are, that, have that, levels. That's everything, my whole argument about there it. are levels to everything. So yeah, I don't That's my whole argument yeah. about it, you know, about about with that whole thing with her, you know what I'm saying? Because some of our, our favorite people that we follow and we like today um, have done vile and crazy stuff, <laughs> yeah. stuff. Vince, yeah. Vince, didn't Vince tell a woman in the limo and force you can suck this meat? He raped the bitch. Suppose, allegedly. <laughs> so I talked about that like, uh, and when I wrote that article about five things you won't see in that Vince McMahon biopic. You ain't gonna hear about him raping fucking what's her for that female ref in his limo. That's for fuck's sure. But you know we are in this culture where um, people overlook stuff like that because um, look at the guy who's the president. They overlook a lot of shit right. that he done did. Right. So um, they're just currently just overlooking going to uproar shit. And up outcry for this woman. We don't know how did this woman repent or uh, pay for this um, tragedy. She might have had a horrible life, um, uh, whatever. I ain't justifying whatever, whatever she done supposedly did. Uh, it don't matter. But hey, man. I'm not up, I'm not a, up in the uproar for this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because also I see it as uh, those um, white people uproars. Mm. Uh, I ain't, I ain't going to go down that path, but I also see it as that, so I'm not even worried or in that much of an uproar. If they want to use her name to have a rumble, then go ahead. They already right, but you also have to re- you, they also have to be have to be cognizant that people are going to go, wait up, and rightfully so, go, wait a fucking second. Just like the Warrior stuff. Like, you named this award <laughs> after, you know, after this guy who's a terrible, who said these horrible, awful, terrible things, and, and never had a moment of, you know what, I was going through a terrible, uh, you know, part of my life, and I met my wife, and, you know, she, she, she you know, I met Dana, and she, uh, she, she bought me from the brink, and I was really on my right wing, you know, nutball shit, and she really brought me down, back down to earth, and I'm glad she did. No! He never said people in Katrina deserve to fucking drown. He never said, he never said, I'm sorry for calling, you know, Gays, Obama, they were all this, all the terrible fucking shit he said for like uh, almost an entire decade in the two in the in the, in the aughts and two thousands. And then the go, you know, what an uproar for Kid Rock? What an uproar for that uh, for that yeah, cat? Fuck right him, there. man. But but that's normal. Like Kid Rock didn't <laughs> do unless we find out, you know, he he you know he 
dosed bitches drinks and raped them after the concerts. He didn't do anything but say people that kneel during the anthem are fucking assholes and fuck you, love it or leave it. That normal right-wing bigot bullshit that we're used to, that we accept because it's in, because. I mean, the president, you know, son of a bitch, you know, these son of a bitch, these sons of bitches who kneel, you know, like that's normal, terrible behavior. Unfortunately. Yeah, but, you know, people find people will find because, you know, they, they justify that and won't outrun him because, you know, some people, it's a lot of people out there that feel like uh, them, 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 the monkeys who are out there kneeling on the ground uh, are bad people anyway. So fuck that shit. I ain't trying to hear that or um, be in an uproar for for their causes and what they say anyway. So I'm not even worried about it. So, <laughs> but we'll find uproar because this woman did something that um, men were doing for years and years and still do to this day. Yeah, and she just got again, into the game with it. Also, I ain't saying the, that it's right and that it's it, and it's right, right and it's good. But I'm just saying she's doing something that men did. Me and but I don't know also, if the so. answer to that is I don't know if the response to that to what you just said, like, well, is to go, well, so let's not say anything. Like, eh, you know, men, men. I mean, that's like you would never if your kid said, but Johnny did it. You're like, fuck Johnny, fuck Johnny's parents. I raised you better, and you fucking slap him and put him on punishment or whatever. You, as a parent, you would do. You would never accept, you would never accept, but Johnny did it, or this guy in my, this kid in my class did it also, or worse. You'd be like, I'm embarrassed that I'm your fucking parent, that you would say some shit like that. So, you you just want to be careful that the whole, well, men did it too, and, like Cam said earlier, we should also give them a lot of shit. We should be, like he said, we we're, we're, have that same energy for that Warrior Award, but people don't. And his that's, shit is yeah, documented. Thing, we're yeah. going by. Is, look, don't be Moolah upset with it just all, because of her. Look, Moolah's stuff is all, I'm not going to say hearsay because it's you know more than that, but it's 50 and 60 years ago. Right? The Ultimate Warrior mm-hmm. did shit 10 and 12 years ago that you can go right down to YouTube and find. I can't go to YouTube and find Moolah treating fucking, you know, Georgia, Sally Mae Young or whoever the fuck these people are, these women wrestlers back in the day. I can't find footage of her treating them like garbage, shoving cocaine the up their nose or, or stealing their booking money or all that kind of stuff. Uh-uh. But I certainly fucking can see, uh, you know, uh, Ultimate Warrior being a bigot and a homophobe and a fucking misogynist. Plenty yeah. of it. But she told you. She, told she went on an entire <laughs> college tour with that bullshit. She told you on the interview on so, um, what they showed on TV that she was about that because what she said, Moolah stands for money, and she was about that money. And money, and what they tell you, the pursuit of money, hey, money how you do evil shit. When people um, value that as the highest thing possible, so you can see that she probably did do some evil shit for this money. Like most people who have a lot of money, done did evil shit for that money. But my whole thing is don't don't jump on the bandwagon because oh now people in the uproar and you just own it. But just what should people do? Go okay, oh I guess I accept it 
and I'll just sub- oh, no, I'll no, celebrate no, no. this horrible human being. E- either, but what's the response? Saying, what's like, the, if, uh, yeah. If my whole thing is you jumping on Moolah, but okay, but I'm gonna give um the warrior a pass. Yeah, I can't respect right. you. I can't respect you in your argument. Your arg- I don't care. If I you mean, and, and, and totally. But you could also say people would, could go, I didn't know that about either one of them, but now that this whole Moolah stuff is coming out, I now I it's I saw an article, I saw this Facebook thing, I saw this in the wrestling chat group I'm in. People are talking about how Moolah did this, did that. It, it's it's super it's fresh in everybody's minds. The Ultimate Warrior stuff. We had this argument probably four years ago when they first bought them back in at, at WrestleMania 30. You know, people. We were certainly talking about this uh, back then, and I'm pretty sure like Wade was. Like, why is oh, yeah. he getting an award? Why is he being celebrated? So it's just a matter of you know. Right now, it's fresh. They just announced it. People are upset. And there's probably also, like we said earlier, there's a tinge of, like, sexism. Like, she's a woman. Let's go after her. Maybe not consciously they go, up oh, woman, time to attack. But just subconsciously, something makes them feel comfortable with with uh, going after her, like the way people have done the last, uh, the last uh, couple of days since that was mentioned on Raw or announced on Raw. Yeah, because me, I just I mean, a lot of things I go to the bathroom on it, catch me a quick nap, because they're going to be an eight, nine-hour show. So I catch me a quick nap on it yeah. and then go catch the highlights and call it a day. Not jumping up, and I'm I'm joining the fight because, I, because I'm mad because Moolah did this and Moolah did that. I'm joining the fight. No, man. I, I, hey, get out of my face. Yeah, but I, don't, I think you that's a false. The fight on other I think stuff. that's a false. I don't think anybody's like – you know, that and that much of an uproar. Well, what's the potential for it? it, It's not like something um, not known and stuff like that. Okay, Darrell, you have to also understand the climate that we're in. Like the whole, like me too, these Parkland kids getting shit done. People realize like, oh, if you make a big enough fuss about something, that means something. You can't take an arbitrary or bullshit uh, thing and just hype it, hype it, hype it. No, people, women getting raped and harassed and assaulted, that's definitely big enough that if you make enough noise, obviously in the last six months, it's been a giant issue in our society. The same with the fucking guns. Strike while the iron's hot. It's, it's just one of those things like people are willing to listen to, uh, I don't want to say subjugate it because that's, that's too harsh, to, 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 um, and again, oppressed to uh, to groups that have uh, historically been muted or not listened to for whatever reason. People are going, you know what? Enough's enough. And if they go, enough's enough for this topic specifically, like Moolah and stuff. I, I go, I, I totally understand, and I get why it's why it's impacting people because that's the that's the space we're in. That's where our heads are. That's where our psyches are, right now. True, true. As, as a know, society, um, not people just, like to not call as people um, snowflakes. Oh. They like to call people from the left snowflakes because they yeah. jump on arguments just because. Oh, it's seen. It, it today is seen wrong and stuff like yeah, that. But typically, I agree to the people who who who've been going at it 
for years because this information, like you said, about Mula happened 50 years ago, but people have been saying this about her uh, for years now, Bruce. People have been but how listening to this when her name come up. Say, to, but, right, but she hasn't made any kind of – there wasn't any reason for people to go, wait a second. Now there's a reason because they're honoring her by naming this battle royal after her and couching it in these uh, uh, in these pro- progressive terms. Oh, Mula did so much for women's wrestling, and Moolah, that's a slap in the face to anybody who knows that story. And you go, wait a second, no, the fuck, she didn't. She did this. She did that. She did this. She did that. I don't think that's, like, inherently that's wrong or snowflake behavior. It's, wait a fucking second. You can't go honoring this horrible, horrible human being. You, okay, so you think, if the, you think if the Buffalo Bills or USC was like, we're having O.J. Simpson night or O.J. Simpson bobblehead day, people would just be like, well, that happened, you know, 25 years ago or whatever. That You know, like, no. Let, Maybe like let, you can't do this. Let, he's a fucking asshole. He basically admitted he, he, he did this shit. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> they let that evil guy play that shit on TV, and and I guess a lot of people watch that shit. I feel like if you watch that shit, um, you deserve to go to hell just like he deserved to go to hell. But you know, my whole I'm not trying to call people who who you know fighting for it. snowflakes. I'm just saying some people call it snowflakes. Call people snowflakes because they just jump along. They really not into yes, it. and that is true. They don't that step is up true. Say, they pick and choose what they step up for and stuff like that because Listen. um, it's people honor all the time. We got presidents who did the honor who was um hard hard line slave owners and stuff like that, but they get right. honored every all the time. They're on our fucking money. What do you mean nothing. honored? We fucking look at them every day when we spend our cash. <laughs> We go to their schools. (laughs) Washington High, Jefferson fucking middle school. We go to their fucking schools. Like, Jefferson was a fucking scumbag and a horrible, horrible human being. Trail of tears, all that shit. Man, like, you know. And the one good thing he did was oppose corporate, uh, uh, was oppose central banks. They, you know, they, they turned, they used that, uh, they put him on a $20 bill. Jefferson hated paper money. He hated the idea of fiat currency. Fiat currency is is what we what we what we have now, which is money backed by nothing. It's just numbers in a fucking computer. Worth, worth he opposed that to the day he died. One of his one of his greatest uh, um, greatest moments as a president, or I don't know if he was president when he did it, but he kept the central banks out of America. That's and why it was like come, 18, economy is the you know, and a hundred years because, later you know, they ended up, you know, in 1912 they got their foothold and 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 got in America and because they got Truman, not Truman, um, um, Truman, whatever, whoever was the president in 1912, uh, the sweet motherfucker who you look at him, and you and if somebody was like, you know, that motherfucker was gay, right? And you look at him, you go, oh yeah, I could definitely see. So you, I think they had something on him. And they made him uh, uh, go and like institute the Fed and and create a central bank in America and fiat currency and do abolish the gold the gold standard. Well, that that came later um, in the 
very I think FDR abolished officially abolished FDR the gold. did that. Yeah, but it was all set up. He couldn't have done that if 20, 30 years earlier, what's his face? Um, damn it, Woodrow Wilson and his sweet ass didn't do that shit in in 1912. There would have been no yeah. So I mean, then we're going off on a whole. <laughs> yeah, I get what you. I get what you're saying. Though, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I just just to, to cut it off and end it, um, so you can end the show and want to keep you even longer. Hey man, I just don't. You know, I'm. I find that what she did was wrong, evil. I'm cool with that, but I just can't jump along with everybody else just because it's a hot thing to do right now. But you can't not jump on just because it's a hot thing. You can't go, oh, everybody's on the bandwagon, so I got to be contrarian, even though it's a good thing to, you know, it's a it's a quote unquote, you know, good righteous thing to be against, ah, because everybody all of a sudden is, I won't be. That's not a good reason to I'm oppose still, something because everybody else is it. for it. I'm still I know, I understand it. you're saying, you're, like I said, but I'm I mean, nobody needs it. you to go posting articles or, or hot takes yeah. on why you don't like Mula or whatever. I mean, that's not necessary. But like, acknowledging what she, what she was and what she did <laughs> is, 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 is enough. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I acknowledge it. And when people ask me, I say something. Uh, man, that woman, she was a bad. <laughs> no, nah, because my 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 the, my girl, she was like, dang, that one, she all about the money. I said, yeah, she really all about the money. And I told her a story, and she's like, God damn, crazy ass woman right there. And that's how I left it. I ain't some of these people who, um, now if you don't join with it, or. You, uh, you just some sympathizer with the WWE and shit like that. No, man, I just don't want to be. I would mention it to people, but I don't have to be. Yeah, yeah you ain't got to go on a personal crusade to, to expose. I'm exposing the fabulous movement, making YouTube videos. Yeah, no, that's not necessary. Uh, but also, no, uh, on the account, on the on the whole snowflake thing, if you notice, and, and I'm a, and I'm ending things there, uh, Darrell, and I appreciate the call, as always, the people that call people snowflakes are typically the ones that get triggered by the, by the simplest thing. Oh, they made spider, they made a black spider, man. Oh my God. I Wait a second. You just called me a snowflake because, you know, I was mad that, that that Trump said some racist shit or something real tangible, but here you are flipping out over a girl Thor or a gay character on TV or or just simple bullshit, in, non-inconsequential things. I'm a snowflake because you want to take food stamps away from people who need fucking food stamps. Like, that's not snowflake. That's caring about people living and not fucking starving to death. You know, so... Yeah, again, we could have a whole friggin' thing on that, but not today because it's almost nine o'clock and we went fifty-three minutes past the hour, which yeah, that's 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 not cool. So I'm blaming Durrell. Um All right, so yeah, so that's it. We'll be back next week uh, for another uh, live free show. Uh, VIP folks, stay tuned. Rich and I will be by for another hour or so of VIP. We will be talking. Groundhog's Day, <laughs> the movie. I wanted to bring it up a little earlier, but Cam Cam dipped, and I didn't really have a uh, a way to kind of just organically bring it up during the free portion. So, 
how long and I made it and I made a poll or a Twitter poll that's I think it's it's closed now but um let me see I think there's let me see the results um how long was Bill Murray's Phil Connors character stuck in Groundhog's Day? So if you've seen Groundhog's Day, you know Phil Connors, weatherman from Pittsburgh. They go to Puxatoni, PA. They report on the Groundhog Day thing. He wakes up the next morning, and it's still Groundhog's Day, and he's got to live that same day over and over and over and over and over and over again. All right? So he's clearly had, has done this day, you know, for years. It's just a matter of how many years was he there and the options I gave was he there for five to ten years or stuck in this Groundhog's Day for five to ten years 10 to 20 or 30 plus years and uh, with almost 250 votes in um, 47 percent of people said 30 plus years 35 percent said five to ten years which I think is just absurd if you just think about all the things he learned and all the stuff he did and 18% said 10 to 20. I think the floor is 10, is like 15, 20 years. I don't think you can become an expert fucking ice sculptor or or a piano savant uh, in 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 just a few years. Along with knowing the timing of the town of Puxatoni down to the second. So again. Um, Watch the movie if you want uh, this week. If you want to chime in next week uh, with some theories or whatever, that would be great. Uh, but me and Rich will definitely get into it uh, full full throttle uh, uh, in the VIP uh, part. So uh, click over if you're a VIP. If not, free folks, stay tuned uh, to next week. Maybe we'll get into it a little bit next week. Uh, but until then, until next week. Um, I appreciate everybody's uh, everybody's time and listening and emailing and tweeting and all that. So um, thank you. And thanks to Cam, thanks to Rich, all the callers and emails, Darrell, Willis, Mike, all y'all. Appreciate the hell out of y'all, and we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>